This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts, fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. WFO, what's up, everybody? P-R-I. The P-R-I trade show is this week. Indianapolis, Indiana. It's going to be cold. But we are ready. We're not ready. We're ready to go, but not ready to go. Not ready, ready. We got an ignition show. We got to knock out, baby. We got an ignition show. We're gonna have Giovanni in Miami and Sue Morris and the Patreon's gonna come in. We're gonna preview PRI. It's gonna be great. Thinking about all the stuff. We're gonna check out the news of the day. We're gonna talk about the issues that matter. In particular, the NASCAR media rights deal. I think is something that we should all know about, right? Because remember, no one's watching NASCAR anymore. And it's uh, it's the ratings have tumbled. And so clearly they they took a huge cut. And the only way you're going to be able to watch them is through, uh, you know, an antenna with tinfoil. And that's it. It's on like UHF now. And that's not too big of a, a joke. Like it, it, they did fracture the deal, but they fractured the deal to make more money. It's really funny, the uh, the cyclical nature of the media. We're going to get into a lot of that. I think it's interesting stuff. Uh, talk about whatever's on the mind of the Patreons, the VIP listeners, the VIP listener club, the membership group, the Patreons that are behind the scenes, who today witnessed the testing of the new studio stuff. Michael Heiner pressured me. And uh, he's right. And it's already better. Like there's 10 different things that I can do that I couldn't do just yesterday. Like, it's like, oh man, why did I wait so long? Well, I liken it to the whole crew chief that sticks with a setup a little too long. Like it was all working, but now I think we're going to be able to push out a little more uh, video, right? Like when I'm on a show and talking to Alan Reinhardt, like tomorrow I'll be talking to Alan Reinhardt. We'll be talking to Lenny Lottig. We're going to be talking to flying Ryan Ayler. Hopefully, those guys will all be on as we planned. And we're going to all preview PRI because Lenny's going to have a car at PRI. Brian Ryan's going to be at PRI. Reinhardt's going to be at PRI. Everybody's going to be at PRI. You got to be at PRI. Let's just say PRI a hundred times in a row together. It's the ceremonial end to the season. Or is it the start of next season? These are interesting things that we all have to discuss. Now, the great sponsors that support WFO like Foggett, NFTI and Total Seal and Bernie Speed Shop and Phillips Connect and Sam Tech and Frank Hawley and Marvin Rodak and our Patreon. These people will get mentioned throughout the show, but just know it is the holiday season and their products make great gifts, especially the coffee and the Frank Hawleys. But a can of Foggit, let me tell you, now it's an Amazon Choice product. Easy to buy, easy to get. Order a can of Foggit and give it to the racer or machinist in your life. Like, you should use this. Makes a lot of sense to me. We'll get into a little bit more detail when you're least suspecting. 
That's it. You know, right at the beginning of the show, people are like, well, I'm just going to skip. No, you're not. That's when I give the winning lottery numbers. All right, let's bring on Giovanni in Miami. What's up, Gio? How are you? All right. Yeah, you, yeah you were on mute. We're having this no, great conversation. I wasn't trying to talk. I was trying to unmute it. You know, yeah. I have difficulties. Push the button. It's not, you know, it's not working, Alex. It's not mm. working. I'm trying to just call in. Yeah, I noticed StreamYard does look a little different. They've added some features. That's great. Let's bring on Sue Morris. Sue Morris. What's up, Sue? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? WFO. I got to say, y'all's camera looks like. It's much better quality PRI, exactly. But yes, Gio, your camera is terrible. Camera now, are you using the yeah. camera that's in the laptop? Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, those those laptops don't really have the best cameras. And Sue's <laughs> using a good camera, and I'm using a good camera, and you're using the one that's in that crappy laptop I gave you. So yeah. it's <laughs> all right. It's not really well, much. Well, don't worry. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a camera for, for, for Christmas, and I'll... No, don't do that. I, I got a bunch of cameras sitting around here. I got a bunch of cameras that are sitting around here that might be better than that. Look, it's not even. I don't even know what happened. Now it's catching that light in such a bad way. It really is. That light is like shining down behind you, though it's giving you like this angelic What's up, Sue? Are you ready for PRI? Like I said, he was kind of muted. I know. Now he's in the dark. Yeah. Well, then again, isn't Gio always in the dark? I'm just saying. Shots fired. So. Sue Morris attacking Giovanni for being Ooh, on, on You know, things. I'm making up. I haven't, you know, we haven't really talked to one another in a couple weeks. Yeah, because he's been in the Little League Baseball zone. I know. I went and enjoyed a Little League, little league Baseball this past weekend. I drove up north of the wall. Very They're cool. On a travel team. They're all over the place. The, the, the thing that I want to see, I want to see the great pitch. And they apparently they don't know that he's going to pitch until like they flip him the ball. Right. There's no way to plan, uh, you know, like Grace pitching today. Be at that one, Joe. That one. Uh, I, I'm on all the ones that he's not pitching. Well, you know. I, I got the text and I was like. I'm like, wait, early bird gets the worm, man. You show up at the Are park early in the morning, you get a yeah. worm. Otherwise, no, you no know, worm. You get I don't want the worm that bad. I want you guys to ask the coach, Coach, Gray's got family that wants to see him pitch. When's he going to pitch? This time, next do time? That. I don't ask him to move him up or down in the order. You don't ask him to you move. Know, one day us- I almost had an, an, uh, a heart attack because he made a crappy play in the outfield. And had they had they only had they only had nine players, had they had an extra player that game, I would have asked the coach to yank his ass from the field. But Uh-oh. other than that, I don't get involved. Yeah, but the coach knows he's just not telling you because you're not asking. Well, I'm not, but I'm not asking. No, it's, that's not my, you know, it's dude. It's not my place to ask the coach when, when, when is my kid going to pitch? That's okay, not, you know, that's not what I it is. At all. That's not what it is. He's got family <laughs> that can't come to every game and there's no chance he's going to go to every single game. And we just want to have an idea when to tell him to come. You think that's out of the realm of possibility? Then if it is, then, you know, like we'll just play in Roger Lett. You got to be closer. You got to be ready to go, Joe. Yeah. Ready to run. Yeah. Hop in the car, get to the 40 field. minutes north. Drive up there. Kids in not 40 there. minutes. How far do you think it is from my house, dude? How do you think I feel? I had to be there at 8 <laughs> o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I got up earlier than if I was going oh. to work on a weekday, man. 
No doubt. This is the Medication. business we've chosen, right? Like this, the, you're a little league baseball parent. This yeah, is what they no, do. Look, I'm not complaining, but you know, don't give me your crap about, oh, you don't know when he's playing. Well, but you know, geez, yeah, but that's he's all you have to do. every game. I just don't know where, when, or how, you know? Yeah, but this, this is easily solved. You just don't want to do it. You, you know, you're, you're against <laughs> Easily solved. The coach would be like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm thinking next." No, game. man. Oh. You know, man. Look, I clearly you you don't know how this thing goes on with these parents that can, they can be involved and you know they want where their kid is hitting and you know I, I I heard a parent come and tell the scorekeeper that why does she call uh, you know why was it called an error in, against his kid no. when instead of a base <laughs> hit or something. All right, what? so you know, I'm not asking no. shit. Man. Sorry. Okay, you're not asking. You can't even ask. Well, you know, hey, listen. Listen, I don't know. I think you should. I don't think it's down. You've got PTSD uh, because of other <laughs> parents, because of other parents. You don't want to look like other parents, but it's not like that's what judgment is for. It's like, is this like that? No, it is not. But whatever. Yeah, you know, I think it's seriously. The real deal is you don't want me to see him pitch is what it is. You're keeping it as a secret to yourself. You know, like all it's right. all for you. Get to, I would love to, I would love to see the kid pitch, man. You're not Stay. dedicated enough to see the kid pitch. That's how it works, man. Uh -oh. Well, oh, I'm feeling the guilt. I'm feeling the guilt. It's no, I've been to more Little League baseball games like Geo number one, Mama Geo number two, and I'm there a nice, you know, perfect I'm third not, on the podium for most games seeing this kid. You. Yeah. <laughs> on the podium. Sorry. Love you, man, but not, you know, not going to ask, not getting involved in the, in, in the politics of Little League Baseball. Okay, but it's not politics. That's not what it is. But By the way, you know that they play a bunch of games, home games, like right down the street from my mom's house, right? I don't know if you know that that park out there in Kendall, out west in Kendall. Yeah. Here, it, it's like literally like, you know, a mile down west, further west in my mom's house. And? And so, you know, on a bunch of those Saturday morning games, I called my mom a couple of times and I told her, hey, mom, you know, Gray's out there playing. Do you want me to, like, pick you up, you know, or do you want to come watch him or something? That's so nice. And? Right. Guess what my mom and? said? No. She said no. <laughs> she said, yeah, no, thanks. I don't really like watching baseball. Yeah, no. I, there it is. That's why I never really went when you played. Just like that. I was like, damn, dude. F, -f me, man. <laughs> so you with the mom, keeping it real. <laughs> just cold turkey. Nope. Not interested. Hey, Sue. Like, I really don't like watching baseball. And I was you like, damn, when... you don't want to watch your grandson play? She goes, I didn't go watch you play. <laughs> you know how uh Michael Heiner always talks about your couch? Yes. And he yes. wants to get on the couch. Yes. I think that maybe this, this one of those moments is one of those moments. I think Giovanni needs to lie down on the couch. I, I think, think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, that, that's the you like to man. come watch the rapist? You want to talk you want to talk no. to the rapist? I got a whole bunch of stories. Oh my god. <laughs> well, hey, I'm not Hi, doctors just, in the house. It's therapy time. We're just going to move on. Going to talk PRI. We're going to get into it. And this NASCAR media rights deal. I just posted the beacon on for the Patreons. So hopefully they'll jump on there and uh, we will have Patreon co-hosts. But Sue, tell us about your PRI journey. When do you leave? When do you arrive? What is your plan? Uh, give us the uh, the minute by minute of Sue and Dave Morris's <laughs> PRI journey. 
minute by minute. Well, yeah, you we, have to have yeah. everyone has to fill out a minute by minute for PRI, you know, like 8 a.m. Uh, Starbucks, uh, you know, 809. Uh, enjoy Starbucks. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Now we are leaving tomorrow morning. Oh, dark hundred to get out to, to uh, Indy. So we're planning on arriving tomorrow afternoon. And uh, maybe we can do a little pre-booth setup, and I'll put it out there right now. Come see us at Fuel Factory, booth number 4425. Four, Come on by. 425, Fuel Factory. Okay. I'm going to yeah. say some booths tomorrow. Yeah, 4425. So, uh, actually, you know what? We're going to be closer to your neighborhood this year. So, just saying. Excellent. We were a little further away, if you remember, last year. So You were uh, so far away. I it know. It felt like crap. forever. Just really? trying to get you. You're this far away? Are you kidding me? And uh, they were. Yeah, I made it once. And you were like, huh, I'm not doing that again. You guys right. are too far out. But no. So, yeah, so we're getting there tomorrow afternoon. Maybe do a little little pre, pre-show pre action set up. But, and then uh, head it to dinner tomorrow night. And uh, heading out to St. Elmo's. Going to go get the shrimp cocktail. Nice. You got a reservation? Oh. Of course. Of That's course. wonderful. That's <laughs> wonderful. I have no reservations. I have no plans. I make no plans like that. I usually uh, get drafted into someone else's plan. Well, you know, you, you have that ability. You know, we, we got things laid out. I kind of know my nights by where we're going to, you know, eat. All right. Let's, so let's, let's, let's hear that. What's that sounds good. I agree. I agree. So um, I told Reinhardt this last week and I, I was against the move back to Indianapolis. Why? And it is well, because it was in Orlando. You live in Florida. Yeah. It was, we would jump in the truck, me and Gio. Gio was the producer. We would go in there and we would have a great time. And Mrs. Gio would go to SeaWorld and uh, we would have a, a great time. And it was great. It was like a nice little combination work slash working vacation. And that's what they wanted to kill by moving it back to Indianapolis. They're like, no, no. none of this crap. Get rid of that. And so I was uh, bitter uh, a little bit. But a bitter now, party of one. I uh, Yeah, I have fully adopted the Indianapolis deal because it's everything is so close. And the fact that you can get everywhere inside the tunnels, you know, yes. the various tunnels and everything, um, a little bolt outside in 30 degrees is good for you. Yeah, it gets the blood flowing. Well, maybe not, but it kind of does, right? It really it gets does. You, it gets you pumped it just, up. and It actually doesn't get the blood flowing, just for I the know, record, I know, if you want to be know. accurate, you know. But when you're going to where your destination is. It slows it down, you know. I, I know, but when you're going, you're like, I'm hungry. I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to get a good meal. The cold air hits you, and you're like, bam, you're flying. See? Hey, Iggy, pick it up. So, well, I always expect it to be worse than it is, right? Because it's like the bitter cold. Oh, no. And it's never that cold. I think the low is uh, 32 or something, right? I, I um, think the lows are going to be the next two days. By the time you get there, yeah, it's going to be fine. I think Thursday the, looked cold. Thursday has got some coldness going on. It's a high of 56. What are you complaining about? It's going to be a high of 43 and 41 tomorrow and the next day. Well, <laughs> lucky me. It's not short weather, huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> Lucky me. But See? again, 
it all depends on, you know, how bad do you want what you're going to get, right? Like if you want the St. Elmo's, you got to run across the street. It's just that simple. You got to be ready to go up a couple blocks. And you're not going to bundle up like, I'm going to get my coat. No, you just tough it out. That's what it is. You're not going to die. Go. A couple of minutes outside in the cold. All right. What about, so your first meal is at St. Elmo's. Where's your second meal? Uh, your Wednesday, your Wednesday meal. Where's Weber that? Grill. <laughs> no. Call Geo. Good uh, local knowledge. The Weber Grill. Everybody loves the Weber Grill. I'm not a big fan, although they have a great Bloody Mary. How oh, do they? Yes, they do. The Weber Grill has got a great Bloody Mary. I think it's got bacon in it. It's got something. <sighs> Everything's better with bacon. So true. Just, just saying. Remember when we saw Letterman? Yeah. We saw David Letterman standing out in front of St. Elmo's. It was amazing. Elmo's, yeah. Look who's down there. Joe Lee oh, is down there. Derek Joe is down Lee. There. Monica is down there. Troy is down there. Oh, Troy just wants to yell at you about the Eagles. Wait, wait, wait. He wants to yell at me about the Eagles. Where was he when we had our bet? And <clears throat> it was probably closer to a push, but I was closer to the win. Yeah, just saying. Like, <laughs> wants to yell at me now? Come on, Troy. Bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's an AFC uh, or an NFC championship game uh, potential matchup, maybe. I know. I know. Yeah, is, uh, a rematch, highly likely. The heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I was walking around the house. Had to get away and step away from the TV. Step away from Miami the TV. Dolphins. Oh, let's not overreact. All right, they're still what nine and two or ten and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You know. But, you know. Now I will say they've lost now to the Jets. You know, <laughs> they, <laughs> they lost have. to the Jets. The, the Jets got, that you know, suck, suck, at, suck. They got whooped <laughs> by the Niners, so you know they've grown the gamut. <laughs> right. Well, you know the Niners are definitely thing. much better than the Jets. <laughs> Says heartbreakers are close. That was a soul snatcher. Yeah, yeah. Of all teams to lose to. Yeah, no, that was a beatdown, man. You know, early it was close, but two. uh, They both teams have scored twice, except the Eagles got two field goals and the Niners got two touchdowns. Then from there on, when the Niners scored the next touchdown, I mean the Eagles got a touchdown. He thought it was going to be close game, and then next thing you know, the bottom fell out. Just touchdown. That Debo Samuel uh, touchdown. Yes. That Brutal. big long run. You are correct. Debo. Yeah, my, even Monica is piling on. Sorry, Sue. That game was brutal. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of like watching the Saints play. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Bobby Graham. Bah, he's I love the shirt, Bobby. I Bobby. just have to Thanks. say. Leaning into the I don't like Christmas. Uh, bah, you know, oh, job, man, dude, I'm in the total Christmas spirit. Look, I just got a new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I had planned. Look, I got a sparkly hat now. Look at this. Can you see that? Gio is holding up a new shirt. It looks like uh, Santa's and stuff. Is it? What What is that? Like 4X? The size? No, 2XL, man. 2XL. (laughs) Can you see the design? I see Darth Vader and nothing else, but I see Darth Vader. It says Star Star Wars Wars Christmas. Christmas. Leia. Vader. Oh, now I see. I see uh, Yoda. I see. Aha! Yep. Uh, uh-huh. Stormtroopers. Oh, oh, that's very. Cool. That's like your the Florida version of the ugly Christmas sweater. I like we, it. I can't. So there you go. But I mean, it's not ugly though. I actually like it. But you know, big. Oh, like what? Does it look blanket size? Like when it's out, not on top of me? I mean, or is that how it looks when I wear it? 
I'm like a table. I'm not clock. saying a word. Um, not touching that one. Um, but I'm jealous of everybody else. Speaking of cold weather, like all you cold weather people, you get to do the ugly Christmas sweater thing, and we don't get to. And do not that. only that, but it, like it feels a lot more holiday and festive if it's cold out. You know, like we're walking around here in shorts. It's it's like 80s. It, it was downright hot today, man. Oh, hot, me a river. Real hot. Me a river. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I would like it to be a little cooler. The way this so I, I don't know if it's going to be 30 degrees or anything, but can, you know, can we get in this, you know, low 70s or something? Right. And when the, the way the sand blows on you while you're on the beach, it's like, that's not like it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's so yeah. unnecessary, you know? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great to see Joe Lee down there. Uh, for the Monday Motivation, I read the story about Elite Motorsports and, uh, you know, double Aaron, Aaron Stanfield. I'm I'm calling it a big promotion, right? Yeah. I'm calling it a big promotion, like bringing on co-branded sponsors, the Johnson's Horsepower Garage, all of these different things. Uh, Melling, uh, Aaron Stanfield, looking really good. I, I I love it. I think it's great for uh, Aaron. And um, wow, like I got to be exciting, Jolie. Yeah, exactly. Jolie's Very doing cool. her part. Jolie is doing her part, making it happen. And uh, oh look, Dragster Jeff is down here too. We got oh. everybody. Dragster Jeff. Eric wants to know: buddy. Is anybody watching on mobile? Did it prompt you to download the app? So what I will say is this: uh, Geo and I both jumped on, and things look different on the back end of the software that we are using. So it makes sense that they would have relaunched uh, everything. It clearly updated something or everything is. Yeah, <laughs> something did. It wanted, had, wanted me to check that I would allow it to record. Yes, yes. So apparently we're allowed to individually on. record ourselves now or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what can happen is I think uh, from this has had the possibility and I've never asked anyone to do it, but you guys can stream to your own outlets like if sue wanted to put this on her facebook page while it was on our youtube channel and dragster jeff and geo wanted to all put it on your own social media um we can do that and i thought that with the driver uh that could be really cool um you know like it's john force and he's streaming to john force while at the same time i'm streaming to my stuff at, at the same time but the technical pain in the butt about it i i've just never really uh explored well now everyone kind of records to their own deal etc and so on and we'll see if it's better i did switch computers so now i can uh, play more video as time goes by which is exciting and that's what i was doing during the monday motivation They're like finally i can play video without it being uh jumpy which you know it's so dumb because i should have just done this early in the year but yeah, i did heiner told you dude you're you know heiner was giving you a hard time like you should have done this sooner he, he, yes you were resistant. That's fine, man. Don't worry about it. We're not looking at the rearview mirror. It's already December. We're looking ahead. You're get you're preparing for next year, man. This is what's going on. Stop. You know. Don't worry about this. That's it. Look. I'm ahead of the curve for next year. We've already got right. some things uh, set up. That's it's it. very That's exciting. It. Now you're working on next year's show and improvements already. New and improved. All it's right? really is. It's new and improved. Ten percent raise across the board on all prices of advertisement. Right now, here it is. Ten. I don't know. I think that's maybe low. Four, what twenty-five. Right. I think that's a little right. low. But twenty-five percent. We're raising rates. What's up, Dragster Jeff? Is doubled in California, so double your rate. There it is. Well, there you go. Dragster Jeff says double. 
Double. You know, I didn't want to get out of control, but double the rate, man. Going double. Double, double. Yeah, it's it's it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense that we would double up everything. Just uh, no, listen, had a good year, like year in review, WFO ignition. Like I watch the numbers. They bounce all around. Um, there was a time that I was chasing the numbers, but now I'm just uh, I love doing the show. Love the way the show has turned out. Uh, I had a couple of shows this year that I wasn't even involved in that, that you know, Sue and Giovanni and you guys all uh, got it uh, going on. And I think that was the probably the highlight of the year. And we're going to do more of that next year. You guys have earned it, the opportunity to do the show when I'm not on here. So congratulations. All right, Gio. <laughs> wow. How amazing is that? We've heard yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. We get to play Where's WFO Joe? Exactly. <laughs> and what's he going to dial in? Exactly. And what's going to be his background? Hey, that was great stuff. Uh, NHRA's right. got a new story. Fent, partner on official tractor of the NHRA for 24 and 25 seasons. It's a big uh, company. <laughs> Uh, F E N D T. They're like green giant tractors. And it was funny because I was out there when this thing was going down, uh, out there in Brainerd, they came out to the track, had a nice little, uh, conversation with these dudes and they, they sign on with the NHRA. That's kind of a cool news story right there up on NHRA.com. But what I really wanted to get into and Giovanni sent the link and it was really good by him. Everyone wants hey, to know. I want that executive producer title added to my uh, resume. Yeah, exactly. Your, your review is coming up. Yeah. Almost the end of the year. Well, no, but this was this was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm getting a new camera. You see, I'm getting a camera for next year. I don't know if yeah. you guys were in on that conversation, but yeah, Gio's getting a new camera, guys. So. Here it is, Gio. There it is. Your your camera. The Brio. Well, this year on the Epart Trade Industry Week, which is making a lot of news, by the way, I got John Force in trouble. Right, I get well, hired to do this bit, and I get John Force in all kinds of trouble. Wait, wait, the headline <laughs> on the article that came out didn't quite match the actual, you know, interview. Just did you so that, hear the that's interview? That's for those people that only read the headlines. Did anyone... uh, yeah, I was like, wait, 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 that's not what he. This was about being prepared, being ready. I, <laughs> where okay. do we get the retirement talk? <laughs> did you watch the interview, Sue? I only caught bits and pieces. So. Okay, Dragster Jeff, did anyone watch this interview? Because I haven't seen it yet. I okay, just read so the article. it's a it's a whole I like I don't know whether to be upset or angry or happy because there's uh, my name is in Auto Week, Drag Illustrated, all these stories all mention moderator Joe Costello, and so your name gets in print. That's always good, right? Yes. But then, but the other day, I get this phone call, and it's John. And apparently he, you know, he inked a new deal and the people are like, what are you retiring on us? And he's like, no, I'm not retiring on you. I, uh, I didn't say anything of the sort. And he really didn't say anything of the sort. He, he said he, he was just kind of doing his John force. And he talked about, you know, you got to have someone to back up everyone. Right. So if something goes wrong then you got someone to take over like if something happened to me i know i got austin who can jump in and he's, he drives a funny car he can drive a drag so the kid can do anything like everybody's got to have a backup that is the gist of what john was saying and, and that's what the article said the article if you read the article dragster jeff i think you said you read it I, that's what it said <laughs> exactly what it said is that he was like you got to be prepared they, they they failed on some of that this year and they're going to do better for next year. And they got some exciting things happening. 
you read through it. That's all it said. It said nothing about retirement. Not right. a thing. Not but even. Somebody just read the headline. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, so Matt in Australia is down there. He's working. That's a clickbait story. That's what clickbait yeah. is. Like, we've got to get some clicks. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to write a headline that makes people think that John Forrest has announced who's going to be his backup driver when he retires at the end of this year. But that's not what happened at all. And no. so, not even a little bit. Not, not a phone game. <laughs> right. So I feel bad. I feel badly for John because, you know, all these controversies happen when I'm on the other end of the microphone. Right. Yeah, John Force and retirement shouldn't be in the same sentence. I don't think that's going to happen. No. <laughs> no. Not now. I no. mean, there, there will be a time, but not now. That wasn't and, it. <laughs> yeah. Megan says, not, not your fault. People misunderstood. Uh, Derek says the article that is uh, as was factual on what was said, but they took it out of context. It's one of those what had happened was uh, storylines. Um, yeah. Yeah, they were going for the headline. Who I mean, writes the headline, says Monica. Well, I think the author of the article writes the headline and submits it. Uh, generally speaking is, you know, I mean, I don't know how it works nowadays, but back in my day, the, the <laughs> editor writes the articles, not the, yeah. uh, not the author of the, of the article, the editors write the, the headlines. Sorry. Yeah. Well, headlines maybe. are, yeah, are written by editors. That's back when there were fully staffed media outlets. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure just the, saying, I'm sure the story author can submit what they think should be it. And that, that was when they had full faculties back then. Yeah. Well, anyway, so controversy, more, more WFO related controversy, but uh, thanks. It was a newspaper once in once upon a time. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Give you yesterday's news to sell, uh, to sell newspapers. Like what's the number one goal of the newspaper to sell newspapers. Sell commercials, yeah. Sell ads. Advertising yeah. But yeah, anyway. And yeah, dude, you're always trying to get John and for force in trouble, man. Like, why did you tell there him is. to say that he was going to retire, man? Yeah. How did you get him to say that? Just so you know, Tony Stewart didn't get in trouble. Uh, Matt Hartford didn't get in trouble. They, uh, everybody got in trouble. Uh, great interviews, by the way. I just oh, want to say, oh, if you guys did Stewart. not watch the E-Par trade, I tweeted it I out. I told you all. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It was the whole controversy with that. There's all kinds of controversies. Like if I told everybody about every controversy that was going on in my situation, um, there would be at least three. So here is what everybody wants to know. And Giovanni has sent a full guide to the 2025 NASCAR media rights agreement. And I teased at the beginning of the show that, you know, nobody watches NASCAR anymore and it's going in the tank and the ratings are down and all that stuff, except this is over a billion dollars. And uh, from what I read earlier in the week, represents a 40% increase over the previous. So. That's huge. That's well, a lot for nobody. I can't, like, uh, like Joe and I discussed, <laughs> I, I haven't found what the number they were getting, but I did see that it's being reported that this is a seven-year deal worth $7.7 .7 so that means that they're getting 1.1 billion a year 
you know, which means I guess some kind of what forty percent would be that they were getting somewhere in the in the neighborhood seven. of what seventy or eight, uh, seven or eight hundred thousand. Uh, which is what I remember. Like I can go searching Not for the story right. about forty percent increase, but I remember somewhere in the neighborhood of seven hundred million dollars. But so. Tony said it on the EPAR trade deal because we ran the gamut of topics. It was good stuff. Um, he says, this is the first domino. My comment was, whatever NASCAR is, NHRA drag racing is certainly a percentage of it. I mean, that's just a statement of fact. So, you know, if NASCAR is 100, what's NHRA? Is it five? Is it 10? You know, I don't know the answer to that, but it's definitely some percentage. That's just because it does exist. Therefore, it is. And so NASCAR is a billion, really 1.1 billion. So can NHRA be 0.1 billion? And if that is the case, that would be a marked increase in the National Hot Rod Association whenever that negotiation takes place and so that guy this got me very excited this got me very excited about motorsports in general are they is it is there a problem no there's not a problem they just increased their media take by a lot we're not talking uh, millions of dollars now we're talking billions of dollars and that's exciting there's billions of dollars in motorsports in america and uh, hopefully NHRA will get in on it. But here's the deal. Uh, how long, this is the Q&A format on NASCAR.com, FAQ, everything you need to know. We'll see. How long is the new media rights agreement? It's a seven-year deal beginning in 2025 and running through 2031. The time frame aligns with the previously announced NASCAR Xfinity Series rights deal. The Xfinity Series will run exclusively on the CW from 2025 to 2031. That CW deal really has got everybody excited. Um, that's independent of this. Like that money isn't even in here. Some, that was like something like 250 million. Or I don't know what, it, what the deal was. But everybody is like, well, if the Xfinity Series is worth so much money, then... NHRA Mission Foods drag racing has got to be worth what 20% of it? Well, that would be $25 million, man. Show me the money. But we're not there yet. We got to sell the deal. Who are the four <laughs> TV partners? But the pressure, right? Like I like, like Costello and everybody is like, this is it, man. This is it. Sell the deal. Sell the deal. Bring me the child. We're back, Mortimer. That's right. Come on. Who are the four TV partners? Remember way back in the day when NASCAR was all over the place and it was confusing and he didn't know where to go. And then finally they unified on under... TNN. <laughs> right. They finally, in, in 2000, they unified under Fox and you could see the races everywhere in the same place. Well, now Fox sports, NBC sports, Amazon's prime video and TNT sports a division of Warner Brothers Discovery are going to be where you watch your NASCAR races. That's four different locations. Um, it's good that they got in on the Amazon Prime. The Amazon Prime, I think, is there's a lot of money there. Will people watch every race? No. Will the Amazon Prime people who are already paying for that thing have something new to watch? Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's a strategy. 
Who's got Amazon Prime here? We got five people on the screen. Who is Amazon Prime member? Me. Me, Sue. Bobby's got one finger up. You said that's 20% membership? No. Okay. Yeah, Miss Laura does. <laughs> okay. So, Miss Laura, your household, your household, right? So, everybody. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Troy said me. How do you how do you not, you know, who doesn't have Amazon Prime at this point? Like you gotta have it. I can't imagine living without it right now. I've right. never watched it, but I've got well, well you will you, you will. will, my You'll friend, as soon as they put that deliveries and all that crap. Not not for the Amazon that's, Prime. That's, I watched the man in the high castle on that deal, and it was awesome. First two episodes, <laughs> first two seasons. Uh, the last, the last one was not worth just bail out after the second season. Just remember it at that. Just bail out. You don't need to see the end guys, man in the high castle. Jump the shark. Right. Is that what they did? Yeah, totally. They, they just like, you could see them. How do we end this as quickly as possible? That was their, uh, their Make take. The last season suck. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was brutal. All right. Next. Um, so there are two new TV partners. Yes, incumbents Fox and NBC Sports return following the conclusion of the current 10-year agreement, which goes through 2024. Prime Video and TNT Sports both join as new partners, although TNT previously had a 32-year history with NASCAR. Okay. Yeah, remember that? Uh, what is the breakdown of races? Yeah, they know drama. Out of 38 <laughs> total events, including the preseason Bush Light Clash and the All-Star Race, Fox Sports and NBC Sports will carry 14 each. The Fox Sports portion kicks off the season while NBC Sports coverage will encompass the final 14 events of the year, including the playoffs and the championship race. So you're basically Fox at the... Uh, Beginning and in the fall, they have the NFL on, on the weekend, so they don't want the NASCAR, remember? Right, so that, yeah. that's their whole that, yeah. and that and that's that is the problem. The NFL yeah. is the, is everybody's watching it, another sport that nobody's watching anymore, apparently. Remember that? They got record ratings every week, record remember that? But, but listen, we all remember that, right? Everybody was like on their soapboxes, this is it, I'm never gonna watch NFL is dead. NFL is not dead. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh -uh. no. That was yeah. the greatly exaggerated the rumors of my untimely demise. Live sports is the only thing that's left that people are willing to pay for and watch on, on regular TV, you know. Live Which sports. Is is only, everything else can be watched whenever you want. True. Right. Except for live sports. It's amazing. Okay. Um, how many of those races are on broadcast versus cable? Five cup events will air on Fox and four cup events will air on NBC annually. The remaining events will be on FS1 and USA Network, respectively. Certain races will be simulcast on Peacock over the final NBC stretch as well. Peacock. I, I, you know, I don't do a lot of Peacock. We do. Weren't there some weren't there some races and interviews shows for the NASCAR on USA last year? But I remember tuning in to USA a lot to see some qualifying and stuff like that. I think so. Last year. Yes, they did. This this season that just passed, they did a lot of stuff on USA uh because they they that NBCSN went away a couple of years ago and remember NBC who owns that? NBC maybe? NBC, yeah, that's Part of the NBC Universal, NBC. owned by Comcast, I guess, is really it. 
What's the breakdown of remaining events? Prime Video and TNT Sports will evenly split a series of 10 midseason races. Five races on Prime Video come after the Fox portion of the season, followed by five races on TNT Sports platforms. So notice that they are keeping like phases. Like once you start, you're going until you're done. TNT and Prime and Fox. Uh, it's not like one on Fox and then one on Prime and then one. It, it's not, not all over the place. You know that for it's not like trying to watch a football game on a, on what particular day of the week. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea. Are there any races on streaming platforms? Yes. Prime Video is NASCAR's first fully direct to consumer partner. TNT Sports will simultaneously broadcast his races live on TNT and streaming on the uh, BR Sports. What is that? Bleacher That's Report? Bleacher add Report. on Add-on tier on Max. You see, like, things like that. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, could NHRA ProMod could end up on that. Um, how about Stock Eliminator? Like, just spin off Stock Eliminator and sell Stock Eliminator to just one place and independent. Like, you could, you know, there's a lot of possibilities here is all I'm saying, which is why we're talking about this. What about practice and qualifying? Prime Video and TNT. This is the, this is the thing that caught my eye the most. Okay, I'm interested. What about practice and qualifying? Prime Video and TNT Sports have the exclusive rights to practice and qualifying sessions for the entire Cup Series schedule through 2031. Prime Video really? will stream practice and qualifying live from the start of the season through Prime Video's final race of the mid-season series, except for the Bushlight Clash, the Daytona 500, and the NASCAR All-Star Race, whose practice and qualifying will remain with Fox Sports. Practice and qualifying for the remainder of the season will stream on Max and air on True TV. True. True. Interesting. So I, I think that the people at Prime Video know that the people who want to watch practice are some diehard mofos, right? Like these are these are the core. And they said, let's get the core. And I have no doubt they're going to be like selling stuff. It's going to be like QVC during practice. Like, and, uh, uh, you know, Noah well, Gregson, you don't have to to and scan this QR code to get Noah Gregson's shirt delivered right to your house by a drone in 10 minutes. A, the prime video, the prime, uh, the Black Friday game that the Dolphins played the Jets on, the QR codes and the commercials and, yep. and all that. That's yes. exactly what it's going to be like. That's This is what they are using it for. Yes. QR codes. And everyone should be doing QR codes. Wait, WFO had a QR code in like 2010. Nobody knew what it was. It was amazing. It took you right to the mobile app and everyone was like, oh, that's so amazing. What, what do I do with it? How do I use it? Here it is. 12 years later. It's used for everything. Put your business card on it. Yep. Crazy. What about the Craftsman Truck Series? Live events for the entire 23-race truck series will air uh, on FS1 through 2031. There you have it. There you go. And there it is. Your uh, FAQ of the NASCAR rights deal. That's exciting. I've yeah. got to figure it out. What am I going to, you know, have most of them now. I think I'm I'm good. <laughs> Let's see. Matt says too many platforms. I disagree. Um, I agree. 
Bob, uh, Bobby says, uh, yes, no, if, look, I just joked about it. You know, you want to watch the NFL, you know, what, what day of the week is it? You know, right. it depends on where you're going to go. If right. you want to watch on Monday, it's on one network on Thursday. It's on another one on, on Sunday. It's on like three <laughs> different networks. See, I'm retired. I have trouble figuring out what day it is. Right. Yeah, well, well, but then you know, if you really, if you want to watch it, you're going to find it. If you don't want to watch it, you're not going to find it. That's it. Like that's that's get, that's true. I guess. You and too many platforms. So in this negotiation, the people at Fox are like, "Yeah, we want this, but we don't want this." And so then the part that they don't want, do you force it on them? Like, well, you got to take it. Well, but we really can't use it. We're going to kick you to something crappy. And they're like, all right, well, how about we don't sell you that then? And we sell it to someone else. Are you okay with that? And they're like, yeah, we don't want it. And then you go to someone else and you're like, do you want this? And they're like, oh my God, we'll pay you through the nose for that. That's amazing. And that's how you get to $1.1 billion. That's how you get to $1.1 billion. That's amazing that they got this kind of money. Uh, for NASCAR. Think of that money as it gets, uh, you know, I was going to say distributed throughout the sport, right? Like who knows where it's going to go? What are they going to do? They're going to uh, improve the stadiums. Are they going to improve the cup? But that's a considerable increase flowing. Is it all going to go to the drivers? Is it going to be like, who knows? <laughs> Teams, prize money, tracks, drivers. It's become a TV sport uh, more so than it needs to be a live sport. And as much as we're constantly saying that NHRA is a much better live sport and it is, man, we got to figure out this TV thing. That's big money, baby. A lot big, of money out there. Big money. All right. And there's your NASCAR rights deal. Uh, let's hope uh, NHRA can secure uh, hey, just look at it though. You, we just said, would NASCAR get 1.1 billion yeah. for the per year? Yeah, that's how much Amazon paid for the NFL package alone for yeah. their part of it for their yeah. Thursday night and Black Friday game. 1.1. They paid a billion for the Thursday night package and 100 million for the Friday for the Black Friday game alone. Amazing. That, that's huh. insane. Yeah. Yes. That that's it. You know that's really it. Whew. And, and yeah. I think, and I hey, think, look, man, it's great for NASCAR. In historically speaking, what happened what in two thousand one when they when they consolidated with with Fox and and I guess it was NBC or whatever it was because it, it's always been half half the season. It it really it was great. It brought a lot of money and attention, and it was you know the beginning of of the peak of the NASCAR era, and they were able to you know get even more on the next contract, which is the ten years that ends this uh, after twenty twenty four. And now they guess what? When the whole talk of what you just said of all oh, ratings are down, well, guess what? Ratings are down across the board because the whole television, uh, you know, viewing audience had become extremely fractured, and and uh, you know, there's a hundred different channels and a hundred different things for people to watch, and so nobody. It's not like back in the day that there was what three networks, four, and then Fox came that new guy on the scene, and and basically, you know, everybody you had a hundred million people watching an event because there was only two or three other options. There's your platform argument. NASCAR has found a way to get a billion dollars for its TV rights, and it's you know good for them, man. What's good for the sport like that? It's it's good for all of them, and that's it. Yeah, and Matt Matt says like, who are the commentators? Right, they're going to need some commentators. Unless you know, we see a lot of commentator sharing uh, across networks now, 
they well, they have uh, people have contracts with multiple uh, deals, but yeah, maybe. a little bit. But I would say, like for at least for t- particular for the NFL, Nas- uh, Amazon has their own separate announcing crew, and they have their own pregame, and they have all they do their own, you know. So I wouldn't be shocked if they're gonna if they if they decided to to you know poach some a crew and a and especially if they're gonna be doing practice and and qualifying and all that, they're gonna have to have. A whole, a whole production crew. Excellent. I'll get my resumes uh, ready. Do it, man. Yeah. Do it, Joe. <laughs> Do it. Come on. Do You're it. already you know, making you know headlines. What Herb Street's getting paid to go over there for. <laughs> What's that? What Herb Street and Al Michaels got are getting paid, man. I know. It's it's. Hey, do it, man. Send a resume. They've got to be uh, selling three to five I'll times that. Guy, man. I'll, I'll hold the cue cards or something. Right. Right. You're not. <laughs> you have to fill out the forms. All right. What else? What's going on in the uh, the world of uh, Formula One? Obviously, last week was championship week for NASCAR and the banquet and the awards. And that was something that back in the day, I think everybody uh, was more interested in than they are now. I don't know. I, to me, I've lost my interest. I hate to say it. Right. I know I'm always very generally positive. But to see the awards uh, ceremony is like not a I don't know. It's not on my radar right now. I, I, I don't know. Am I a sourpuss? I I just think it kind of got lost in the midst of everything else that's going on. I mean, between NFL and you know, I, I don't know. It's it, that that. If you only years, like NASCAR, then yes, you're in on it. Then definitely. Yes. If exactly. you like other things, then um, then maybe not. Maybe you you miss it. And it all depends on who your driver is too. Like if you're a big fan, then you're going to be watching it. If you love Ryan Blaney and you've been following him since he was a kid, then you're definitely following that deal. Um, It's just your personal connection to the people that are going to be up there. Formula One, checking out the Planet F1. There's some news going on, but uh, it's, you know, what we would call is the beginnings of silly season. The beginnings of silly season. And uh, we can definitely let that play out. If anybody else has got uh, thoughts and and whatnot, uh, throw them out there on the table. If not, it's time for Sports Collision. Oh, well. I think it's time for Sports Collision. I mean, I'm good. You know, yeah, silly I think season kicked off a while ago. Well, here's so. Matt in Australia. Let's see what he's got to say. Let's see upside G'day, down there, Matt. Yeah, good. Beautiful. G'day, Mike. <laughs> What's going on in the in the upside down today? Well, just to the weather, Geo, our weather down here is pretty much the same as yours, I think. So it's, um, but we are coming into summer, so it's going to get bloody hot very soon. <laughs> yeah, we're into. Uh, let me convert it into your talk into the nineties already, and uh, yeah, very hot summer ahead. But looking forward to it. That, that being said, we had a drag race that was supposed to be on on Saturday and uh, the latest round of the Top Fuel Championship, and uh, it got cancelled due to rain. So, oh. have drag race, we'll have rain. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Jimmo set up that crew chief round table, and I was communicating a little bit with him, and he said that it got postponed, but they were going to test. And he says that it, uh, it got postponed due to rain, but um, it didn't really rain that much. Is that true? It didn't really rain that much, Joe, no. And uh, <laughs> as the crow flies, I think I'm about 12 miles from the drag strip. And uh, I could hear them on Sunday testing. 
Wow. It was a very, nice. very, very nice day, very still day. And uh, yeah, I could hear the, hear the cars going down the track every couple of hours. Nice. So he was already, he, he was back out here, was he, Joe? He now he went down there. He uh yeah, he was okay. not uh gonna be on the EPAR trade thing. He organized uh Rob Flynn, Aaron Brooks, and his brother were my crew chief happy hour uh guests. And he was always gonna be there for test, so he just or for the event, so he just stayed down there and they tested. Mm. Yeah. There's some conspiracy theories, but I don't want to go into that why they didn't have the event, but um ah. Conspiracy. Come on, Matt. There's oh, always just... a conspiracy. Oh, no, 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 dramatic. There are few people who <laughs> said that the tickets the ticket early ticket sales weren't there. Uh the weather was predicted to be uh it was predicted rain all day. We had showers on and off all day. And Sydney Sydney is one of the most expensive cities in the well in the world to live in, but it is definitely in Australia and uh like everywhere else in the world at the moment, cost of living expenses and coming into Christmas, I, I don't know how much of a crowd they would have gotten, to be honest. So mm. they're, the, they're, the, they're the thoughts on the uh, drag racing uh, Facebook pages down under. And I yeah, I don't, don't, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't disagree with the, the theory. I disavow. I disavow those comments. Yeah. <laughs> We've only got five million people man. here, Joe. Every story about drag racing this year has been a big sellout. Uh, every time uh, you guys have had an event, it's been a success from the start of the year. Why would this one lay an egg out of nowhere? Well, this this only got this only got put on within months' notice. It was supposed to be in Willowbank, um, as I mentioned before. Willowbank uh, has had some government upgrades done to it or funding to upgrade yeah. the track, and it wasn't ready. So they uh, they relocated the, the race to Sydney a month out I, I don't know. maybe I mean I yeah, guess well, it's possible I want you to talk about it man well they they got served up a uh they got served up a gift by the weather gods and it was looking like it was going to be terrible and so they pulled the plug a little bit early and then uh you know it is what it is hmm. and our drag racing down here is is different to yours. Uh, we we're all act in a very professional way, but there's no really professional full time teams down here, where every crew member is is uh, compensated on the books or paid at all. Like there's a there are a lot of the majority are all volunteer teams. There may be one or two people on each team that are that are on a salary. Um, so yeah, I see your drag racing down there, and you're running. You're running on a Monday because of weather. That that just wouldn't happen down here because it's just not feasible. Right. Yeah. Well, I get it. Well, and that's that's how advanced uh, you know NHRA is. Like we were just talking about how like what are we if NASCAR's a hundred? What are we? Are we five? Are we three? Are we two? Are we ten? Are we seventeen? You know, what percentage of the overall grand uh, NASCAR thing are we as NHRA drag racing, whatever it is. Um, and that number might seem insignificant, but when you think about drag racing anywhere else, it's, uh, you know, we're 100 and drag racing in Australia is like a 10 or a 5 or a 2. And that's that's fair. It's, but that's, like that's we're, but comment, Joe, what's the direction yeah. though right are we growing yes are you guys growing oh. yes that's what matters yes. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And I listened to, to Brian's uh, podcast and the amount of new teams in top fuel next year, you guys have got, and he's talking that somewhere between 14 and 16 teams full time. Yes. In top fuel alone. Um, pro stock is just gone next level. Yes. So uh, I guess all you could probably say, Joe, is wherever NASCAR's got to, you're heading in the right direction. 100%. Directionally correct. Things are going, uh, things are going well. Um, let's just see. Got to convert though, right? You got to seal, you got to, man, you got to sell the deal, man. You got to sell the deal, sell the deal, sell the deal. Mission Foods, uh, going to do some good things. going to be very exciting. We'll see. PRI, I'm excited. Booth 1525 is where I'll be total seal for most of the time. But FTI, uh, I'll be over there and I'll be just kind of bouncing around. Uh, saying what's up to uh, everyone. And uh, again, in Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two o'clock, I'm out the dough. Um, oh. so, yeah. <laughs> you leaving Saturday afternoon. You early yeah. bird. Get there yeah. late. Leave early. Nothing, nothing happens after two on Saturday. <laughs> Am I wrong? You are nothing not. Well, or just nothing, uh, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, Getting to the end, this is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, yeah. I, I will say the busiest days are really Thursday, Friday. So it's where you're getting most of the announcements, most of the big things happening, and yeah. So very yeah, true. I'm, I'm I'm eager to see how it all uh, pans out. All right, let's uh, jump into sports collision, Giovanni. All right, sports collision. Woo, what do you want to discuss? Do you want to discuss NFL or do you want to discuss the topic that's driving America crazy? The topic that's driving America crazy. Well, of course, it's college football madness. <laughs> FSU gets left out of the playoff. Oh, and I'm so heartbroken. Terrible. Oh, poor them. Oh, got me a freaking fracking river. <laughs> I didn't find out immediately as I spent my day at a baseball field. But once I was in the car ride home and listening to the Dolphin game on the radio, and I started catching wind of what happened that the NCAA or whatever the college football committee announced the final four teams. And lo and behold, the, the news after the weekend when there were some upsets going on in championship weekend, the, the number one two-time defending 29 victories in a row, Georgia Bulldogs were defeated by Alabama in the SEC championship game, bringing chaos to the football playoff because now there are three undefeated teams and a couple of 11-1 and teams and uh, FSU a couple of weeks ago, who uh, is an undefeated Power Five Conference champion, the ACC champion, but lost their quarterback in the in in a game of a few weeks back, and uh, they got left out, man. And uh, unfortunately for them, and apparently America has lost their minds about it, and you know everybody's whipped up in a frenzy. And it's you know I look, is it right? Is it wrong? Yeah, it doesn't matter. This thing has never been about right or wrong. They've always elected who they wanted to. And in the end, I call it karma, man. Karma. FSU was once the beneficiary of some nasty crap that went on in the BCS back in, not in 2000. And 2000. I'm old enough to remember when the University of Miami Hurricanes were 11-1 and and FSU was 11-1 and and Miami beat Florida State in the head-to-head -head game. 
and Florida State got to go to the championship game against Oklahoma and properly laid an egg and lost like ten to two or something. They didn't. They couldn't even score. They, you know, they they had a safety at the end of the game or something. All right, and no one you know cared back then about it, about it because you know it was Miami getting left out. But back back in that season, I seem to recall that good our our good old boyfriend, gosh darn Bobby Bowden, got in front of the media and started. You know, asking for FSU to be put into the game, and lo and behold, the, the anti-Miami bias propaganda machine took over, and FSU got to go to the championship game, and the Canes got That's sent right. to the Sugar Bowl, where they promptly whooped Florida's butt. And the very next year was that 2001 team that just destroyed everybody. That had the you know, like the like the guys that like the 40 guys that went on to NFL success. And so forth, but yeah, so I'm not really feeling too sorry for FSU, and because this is not the first time that uh, NCAA has, you know, done the wrong thing or committed, le- left somebody on the outside but also, looking in. But also, it's a moot point because next year they are changing the rules to alleviate this problem. They're switching to next a 12. There'll be 12 playoff. teams, and then and, and somebody's going to be crying at number 13 that they got left out. But it's not the same deal as an undefeated team. There's I mean, no undefeated 13 seed. Well, like that's not going to happen. No, that's gonna be, not going to happen. You're it's right, going to be but... the team that gets screwed is going to be you know mediocre at best. They're going to be like, oh, all right. But this, yeah, this, well, you know. They, they. I understand why people were talking about it. Like they were undefeated, and you're undefeated. You're undefeated. So, like, why can't you go? But the answer is all that stuff. Geo said, "Karma." Well, yeah, no, no, no. Look, the reality is that you know it's it's an imperfect system, and yeah, FSU right paid, now, yeah. without their quarterback, doesn't seem like such a you know like a good t- TV product. They, they're afraid that they're going to get blown out. And so they picked, they decided to go with Alabama, who just beat, you know, the, the team that I mentioned, the two-time defending national champ. And um, they went with Texas because Texas beat Alabama head-to-head earlier in the season, and they weren't going to leave out Texas over Alabama. And, and the reality is that I think Georgia kind of gets screwed here, too. You got a team that had won 29 consecutive games, has been ranked number one all year, and they lose a three-point game on a neutral site in a championship game, and, and they get left out, too, you know? So it is what it is, man. I'm not I'm not crying for FSU. And to be honest with you, deep down inside, I'm a little freaking You're happy? The only thing that would have been better is if FSU and Alabama both got left out. That would have been the only thing better for me. Troy says the correct decision was made, except it should be Georgia with Bama at five and FSU at six. Well, there you have it. You see, there it is. Well, <laughs> good. Okay, so that had everybody like, uh, you know, like. That's uh, it, I mean, uh, you know, it, it permeated all over the regular world, and everybody I mean, locally here, even Florida state legislators are up in arms, and they're you know they want to see what they can do. You know, get out of here. They're not going to do anything. Right. Next. But anyway, so that's what's going on in the college football world. And uh, in the NFL world, my goodness, the game of the weekend was uh, happened in the late window yesterday where the San Francisco 49ers took Sue's Eagles to the woodshed and plucked their feathers, man. I mean, terrible. What happened there? Sue, they laid an egg, 42 points. That great defense gave up. Sue, what happened? That, that great defense. I, what happened, Sue? 
that they they stunk up the joint. It was just bad. It was bad. You know, I got so excited when when you know the head of the security got booted out. I'm like, all right, here we go. We're gonna fire them up. Let's go, boys. We got new ammunition. We're gonna we're gonna pursue. We're gonna fly eagles fly. And man, I think we sunk eagles sunk. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> so. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad, though. I was glad that Jalen made it back, though, because there was a little scary moment there where, you know, they took him in the locker room for uh, uh, for concussion protocol just to make sure he was OK. And he came back out. He was good. Yeah, He but, went under the blue man. tent. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, but, it's, it's, uh, it was an ugly loss, but it's it almost like, you know, like like I said earlier, we don't want to overreact. They're still 10 and 2. Yeah. And it, and if it look to be honest, the schedule didn't do them any favors. I think what didn't they just play like Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills, and the Dolphins a couple the week before that, and yep. and so it's been it's been a tough run there. And uh, you know they got the they got the Cowboys next week, which might be even more important game. Yeah, this so it's is going to be more a, important. A look ahead spot too. Yep. But uh, but yeah, man, San Francisco really uh, laid their Thanks. claim to being the number one team in the NFL this week. But well, not far yeah. behind them are Joe, your Miami Dolphins. That's right. You have the fight song. Hit me with the fight. Come song. on, come on. Play the fight Miami song. Let's Dolphins. go. Oh, you guys Miami Dolphins. Miami the fight Dolphins song one. <laughs> come on, Joe. You got the new computer. Where's your Miami song? No, you're right. Oh man. Listen, oh, you guys, you guys man. are right. And when you're when you're right. <laughs> You're right. I came and in I'm, with I, the I, Fly I, I, Eagles Fly a couple weeks ago, and where's your Miami Dolphins song? Oh, goodness. No, I know. So Tyreek, historical, every week, touchdowns, touchdowns, and more touchdowns, 78 yards, 60 yards, 50 yards. What the heck is going on? Why is he single covered? Why aren't they putting two, three, four men on this guy? It's malpractice, dude. There it is. You gotta pot it up higher, man. I can't hear it. Yeah, you gotta go up a little bit. See, it's loud as mine. There you go. Clayton to the near side. Duper to the far side. Marino back to pass. And he's got him. Touchdown, Mark Clayton. For the first time since yeah, those, well, speaking those of, days, the uh, Miami Dolphins. Tyreek, his historical season already broke the Dolphin record for season uh, receiving yards with 1,481 yards. He's got total after 12 games. He's on pace to set the uh, the all-time record for NFL, even, even though it is 17 games. He's on pace to break it in 16 games still. And so we'll see, man, the Dolphins' uh, offensive passing game looking great, looking like Super Bowl bound. And uh, but you know we'll see. This it, it is. Let's not forget this was against the uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins. Well, and, we still uh, haven't beaten a team with a that that you would call a good team with a winning record. Well, but yeah. they're gonna get <laughs> their chance fault. just coming up on the schedule. You got yep. the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills to close out the season. It will determine who is the number one seed in the AFC, and we're gonna see what happens with your Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, Look, so the good I, news is that they are beating and whooping these bad teams that they should be beating, and that's how you get to an, a level where you could beat these elite teams and and be wondering, you know, measure yourself 
against those teams for the people is when, when you don't lose games. Gio, you are win. you are you pointing out because my Eagles got beat by the Jets? That suck, suck, suck. Yeah, well, I think he's out? just saying they hadn't played anybody yet. <laughs> Look, well, I'm just saying that I've lived down here for the vast majority of my 50 years in life, or uh, over 40 now, and it's always the same story. This team wins, but when it matters, they don't win, and they always lose to some team that they have no business losing to, and right. it ruins the season. You know, lo- you know, losing to a four and twelve Jets team on the last week well, of the season, and they don't make really. the playoffs. All kinds of crap like that has been going on my whole life down here. All right, so, so and- let's just remember that Giovanni is not a Dolphin fan. That is <laughs> number not. one. Okay, it's Absolutely. very important to remember, and there is a very good. But I've witnessed this here. I've that in this in this era. There are going to be a lot of bandwagon jumpers that are kind of jumping on and they're like, they're, yeah, they're celebrating. Uh, what I will say is this. There haven't been any close runs at greatness for the last, for this entire, you know, like 20 Not year run. They haven't even been fun to watch. The and last some teams that suck season. put up 30, 40 points a week no, they, or, or, or when they're down three or four touchdowns, they start, you know, doing backdoor, you know, and end up like a close game. The Dolphins offense for the last 20 years has been, you know, mostly abysmal. All right. They ran Ricky into the ground. Well, and, so and Ricky that, was that was the last time they had some sort of level of interest. And Ricky Williams, right, I believe that was 2003. Really? So that's 20 years ago we're talking about. Yeah. Gio is right. The Dolphins would lose to the teams that they're supposed to beat. And every once in a while, they would beat a team, New England in particular, like every one of New England Super Bowl years, I think they lost to us. Uh, right. We would they beat, would beat the Wildcats that year and catch them by surprise. And, exactly. You know, Some sort of stuff. But what you've got right now is a team that I can Wake say, up. I can say for certain, with absolute certitude, that it's like, are they not going to win the Super Bowl? I can't say that. You know, like with this team, not win the Super Bowl. Can't say that. In the past, you could always say that. It was a deadlock. No chance. No chance to win the Super Bowl. This year, they're in the conversation. They've got a prolific offense. They've got a solid defense. They've got a coach that's got something special going on with him that everybody loves him. And he's doing it a little bit different than everybody else. Kind of a new vibe. And uh, the hard knocks thing. They love this. They, they love this coach, man. Yes. The hard knocks thing is giving everybody an inside look at this whole thing. And it's very different than the last time Joe Philbin was the coach that they oh, did hard knocks. Goodness. You can see all of the elements of a championship run. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But you remember the embarrassment that last time they were on with with Philbin and, and with the, this guy making the 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 cornerback cry and, and he, I gotta go call my mom, my grandma. Yeah. Oh man, that was terrible. I just had a flashback of that when you mentioned Philbin. No, it was it's it's been a disaster. And the thing is about the Dolphins is that you've got like when Dan Marino, when Uncle Danny, is the the benchmark. That's what. We watched for 15 years. There was never a game that you were out of there. You go, you're down. The only difference is this team's got a defense and a running game, whereas they did not. Um, 
It's pretty amazing. Track speed at every position, man. Are you kidding me? It's it's all gonna it's gonna come down to durability, injuries, durability. Can you keep everybody healthy? Like you know, I was having a conversation with Paulie, the white guy, today's his birthday. We're talking about the Dolphins, and you know, he hasn't really been on the bandwagon. He's been anti Tua. He's been anti a lot. You know, oh, he doesn't want to admit that he was wrong about Tua. Look, I admit it. The only look, I'll tell you right now, the only thing that I find still wrong with Tua is that he's lefty, and you know, I have that issue that. But, but, yeah, but it, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter that he's lefty though. Like you have no, to it doesn't. You, That's just disavow. Nitpicking that just say lefty. you're wrong. Just say you were wrong, and that was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> Look, I'm not the only one. You see, all right. For the audience out there, like apply this moment to everything. Like people, I was wrong about Tua, but only because Mike McDaniel is here. Because the, if Flo was still here, they would have run Tua out of town already. And I will say, I was wrong about that. You may recall I was uh, not happy that they got rid of Brian Flores. I was like, you dude, I feel like this, this you were very first. unhappy about that. I remember you. I mean, the reality is that Flo screwed it up. We could have had Joe Burrow if it wasn't for Flo. Yeah, but you, would you like Joe Burrow now? <laughs> I, I still love Joe Burrow, man. But what, would you want Joe Burrow sitting on the bench again, doing nothing, injured, brittle? Yeah, but he might not have been injured if he's here. Well, remember, he might, you know, who knows? You know, that guy's carrying the weight of Cincinnati for the, like the last 30 years, too. Yeah, and his well, coach yeah. is pretty incompetent. You would have said the same thing about if he yeah. came to the Dolphins, that the Dolphins would have broke him, too. <laughs> you don't have to go very far to hear Giovanni's <laughs> Look, rant man, about the Dolphins. This Mike McDaniel guy is, is some kind of genius. And, and yeah, he is watching he's him work. some kind of genius. And he's he fun is. and he's the, the, the offense he runs is fun and it's fun to watch. And they score a lot of points. And when they're not, they're turning the ball over. And and, you know, so it's fun football, man. It's better than three yards in a cloud of dust and then punt, punt it away and play. defense. Well, and that's the thing. Brian Flores later, Derek and Ford was on here later, Ford. Um, when you have an offensive minded city. And we were all electrified by the Dan Marino chaos. You can't go back to a defensive minded uh, style. And this guy is our first genuinely offensive minded coach in ages. Like even Don Shula was not an offensive minded coach. He was more of a defensive uh, guy. He switched his style to accommodate Dan Marino. And he did pretty well with that. Didn't win the big one though. This guy, man, this is just incredible. Like you can't not watch. You got to watch. And what they're doing with hard knocks is amazing. So I listen, if you are neutral, you just want to watch some interesting entertainment. Uh, definitely check out the Miami dolphins because I, I made the call. We're going, we're going all the way. This is it. Crank up the bandwagon. Vegas? Um, Vegas? Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Yeah, oh, we are. We're, go we're going all the way. The way, baby. You know this that is it. it sounds like fun, man. It would be fun to watch that happen. This town would love it. That's right, baby. The Dolphins. Jackson and I hand off to Zonka, and it's a touchdown. Larry Zonka for the touchdown. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Greasy is in the in the Hall of Fame, and he threw what like twelve passes in the Super Bowl. Yes, you had you had Larry Zonka, you had Jim Kick, and you had Mercury Morris, 
And that team, the perfect team, like Sue, that's why you're you're bothered because you guys lost two games, right? And Gio's like, well, you know, there's only been one perfect team. Only one. It doesn't happen. It's a thing that doesn't happen. The Dolphins True. did it. And, I know. Uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, their dynasty was broken up. Gio, you remember what happened to their the Dolphins dynasty? Why that team didn't go on? And yeah, because Joe Robbie was cheap. That's right. <laughs> and he didn't want to pay these guys. And Paul Paul left. And then Zonk there was left, a rival league. Left. What was that rival league? World Football League or something? I don't even remember now. There was yes. a rival league that took Zonka, Kick, and the uh, USFL. No, it wasn't the U.S. No, I know. Well, this is before that. But this is a little bit before my time. I was, you know, this is a, a, the seven, er, mid-70s and stuff, and I really don't, I'm not up to date on, on what happened. Well, that's I what know I'm that saying. It was that. It was, it was, you know, back in the day, those owners didn't want to pay these guys, you know? Big mistake. Yeah, big mistake, but well, whatever. Look, man, historically speaking, up until the early 90s, or really, I don't know. I can't even say when exactly it happened. But as we were growing up, the Dolphins were like a premier franchise. They were, you know, one of the winningest of all time, and they were a model franchise the way that that they were that they should be run. Crown then, Jewel franchise. They are. They were. Afterward, they, if the Dolphins listen, if the Dolphins, all this Miami Heat stuff, and the Florida Panthers, and all these other teams have had like little championship runs, and they're popular, and there's always the debate here in South Florida about like which team is on top, and even the radio stations, you know, the Heat and the Dolphins battle back and forth, but the Dolphins have been down for uh, this entire century, right? Like yeah, the no, fans, look, but the Heat. Depressed have carved a nice little place but this is a football town man and if the heat if the dolphins could ever get it rolling like it's there's no there's really no doubt look, look at how the canes the canes just have to be a little bit good and then you know and then everybody freaks out yes no exactly people want that to happen and it's happening yes it's everybody's happening dying for football to be great here let's just knock wood you know it's all hinged upon uh two guys right you got to have tyreek and you got to have tua you lose either of those guys then it's over you can't yeah. like you can't replace what they're bringing to the table. Come on, Tyreek, yeah. like that guy is incredible. Like his is it's amazing. I just don't understand how anybody single covers him at all. Like I don't care, you know. Like it's just it shouldn't be happening. It's malpractice. Yeah. It's defensive malpractice at this point. Doesn't anybody watch the film? There's no yeah. way you can't have that guy one on one. And then the roller coaster, of course. Oh, Monica's yeah, bouncing. She's going to help uh, AJ with his science project. Good luck, Monica. Oh, good Thank luck, you very Monica. much. Way to go. All right. Anything else? Sports collision. I know we just did a bunch of dolphin talk. Apologize to everybody who's not a dolphin fan. But look, you know, the um, Cubs won the World Series since uh, there's everybody has gotten to have a win. The city of Cleveland, everybody has gotten in on this championship stuff, except for the poor Miami Dolphins since 1974. Okay, give us a break. Yeah. But anyway, no uh, other stuff. MLB winter meetings uh, started. You know, we'll see if there's any big free agent news. If Otani inks name to paper somewhere, we'll let you know about that. And uh, the NBA, that in-season tournament thing is going on. This is the last week. But, you know, as much as as uh, I hear it's, it's, it's doing a, drawing a little bit of interest. And uh, and that it, it's gotten some good numbers. I, I just can't find myself watching NBA with all this stuff going on between the college football and the NFL. And the fact that I, you know, 
permanently reside at a baseball field somewhere in the greater South Florida area on right. for four to seven days a week. Yeah, that's that'll do it. <laughs> There's only so much time for TV watching. I, I, I'm going 40 miles south, 50 miles north, east, west, every freaking direction around here, man. You're playing at 930 at night. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I'm at a baseball game practicing. What? Yeah. I, I I thought for a while there, Geo changed coast, to be honest. There was some of the times he was either at a baseball practice or a game. No, they're, de- like, they're very yeah. dedicated. They're very <laughs> dedicated. I, I, uh, I wonder about burnout. Like burnout's real, burnout happens, and uh, I don't know. Like the, you guys are burning the candle at both ends. Like someone's gonna get burned out. Maybe it'll be the kid. Maybe it'll be you. Maybe it'll be someone. Someone's gonna get burned out. Um, well, I mean, yeah, this is a lot of baseball. It's a mental thing. Yeah, there is, but the, but there really isn't. This is you know this will be fleeting. You know, you never know what day is gonna be the last day. Is is really it? You just don't know. But this is these are the years that the separation and the, the divide will come where either you're you're not good enough anymore to make a team or if you're going to, you know, then then you're going to. And, and, and you know, like most kids quit at that point somewhere between little league and high school, whether you're just, you know, there's there's really not a lot of options or or it, it starts getting kind of serious and, and kids are not interested anymore. So I figure at some point, you know. It's going to naturally end anyway, because even if he does go play in high school, by that point, high school is, you know, it's practices after school. It's no more me driving him to practice, sitting there waiting for me. He practices after school and, you know, probably pick him up at the end of practice or something. And the games, it's no longer drive him to games. He'd be going on the bus in school or they're at school after school because that's how it was when I played ball in school. And, you know, like your parents don't really take you to the games. They like your parents can come watch the game. But it's no longer that same interaction where you're taking him to practice and being there or you're going to the game with him and all that. You become more of a spectator in general. That so, makes sense. Now, so that, either that, way, that's, I know that's that the time attitude. and the moment is fleeting. So, um, you know, I'm going to go all in as long as it lasts. Got to no, go all in. I mean, I it's like, like it. a, it's it's like, uh, look at look at the drag racing schedule, Joe. I mean, come on. We're, we're going multiple weeks in a row. And we're gone for two, three, four day races, right? Same thing. So yeah. if you want to, you, you got to put the work in. You want to do it. Well, that's you're committed. You're committed. That's what it's about. That is a fact. If you want to do it, you, you're going to just like finding it on TV, right? If you want right. to do it, you'll find it. If you want to watch it, you'll find it. If you want to do it, you want to play ball, you, you'll, you got to do it. So, yeah. No, it's just. Just that in in general, like they will, we're reaching the age that they're going to, you know, exclude themselves because they don't want to go through what it takes to make a team. Or at that point, they're just either, you know, don't have the talent or don't have the desire to, to, to deal with it. it. It really is. And, you know, with, with him, we're lucky that, you know, that he's wanted to do it. Like we've never forced anything of this stuff upon him. It's just like, hey, you know, new season coming up. Are you going to, you know, do you want to play? Of course. What do you mean? You know, he he's always like to him. It's even a like, why are you even asking me? And it's like, well, because you know, you know the 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 drill that if you you know you you can't quit mid season. If you're gonna sign up for the season, we got to go through to the end. And so, so right. every every six months we go through this, and so far it, it's continued. So we'll see. The good thing, 
It, well, it is. And and so I was at one of these games and I'm looking at all these people and, uh, you know, drove up to Coral Springs is like 40 minutes away, 34 minutes for me. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but like sure. this, what, what would these people be doing, though? That's what I, I'm thinking in the context of our American civilization without baseball. Here it is. It's uh, Saturday or Sunday morning. And there are hundreds of people, families like, you know, and all these little kids and they're all doing something productive. They're all involved. They've got they're they're cheering. Their parents are cheering for them. They're out there. They're running the bases. They're playing catch. They're they're warming up all these like little Americans, you know, going through this process. And like without baseball, what the hell would they be doing? Where would they be? Where would all these people be? The parents, the grandparents, the people that are involved, like the people in the snack bar, like where would like, and this is how there's a multiplier. This is happening all across the country. Millions of people are playing baseball with their kids. Like what would they be doing? It just doesn't happen year round unless you're in the South. Right. <laughs> or California and Texas. But. Yeah. No, it's it's very important. It's vital. And you the uh you know, well, baseball's not as popular as uh football and, and you know, like professional wise MLB. I you know, I get when people say that it's a different game altogether. It's just a totally different ecosystem and universe, and it includes what Giovanni is doing. Like that is part of New York Yankee baseball. It's the same thing. They're connected. That culture that goes on uh, on Sunday mornings and Saturday mornings, Little League Baseball. If I had a kid, man, he'd be out there. Think of all the great life lessons they're learning. Like life lessons. Amazing stuff. Just wish I could. Just wish I knew when he was going to pitch. That's all. <laughs> and oh, there you go. Starting that up. Yeah, full like just, circle. Like, Here we are. Derek says he just noticed my Tobler shirt. What did you call Tobble it? Red. Gio? What is that Tobble Red? Gio Tobble goes, red. He goes, what's Tobble Red? Tobble Red. <laughs> Ron Caps made these shirts. Don't be Toblered. And it's, uh, you know, blurry uh, letters. But the thing that's cool, the super cool See, about it. I wasn't it, sure if it was blurry or if I, you know, I, yeah, kind of got to check out the back. I don't know. Can you... Yeah, it's a picture of Ron. Yeah, it's a picture of Ron. But the thing that's amazing about the picture of Ron that is on the back of the shirt, and it's Tobler given one of his, like, you know, hip-hop signs or something, is when I, I first saw the shirt. He's throwing gang signs, man. You can say it. The West Side. <laughs> Right, he's he's doing the, the, the West. Anyway, when I first saw the shirt, I I'm like, huh. And so I went to my phone and I found the picture. It's like I took that picture. I took the phone. He's like, hey man, I'm the photographer of the picture on the shirt. And he's like, oh yeah, that's right. You sent it to me. And uh, you didn't even get a photo credit. Not on the shirt. But but you got a shirt. So but you got a shirt. Yeah, you got a shirt. Come Tobble on, red. Tobble red. Right. Uh, Matt says trashing your front lawn, Joe. LOL. I don't know what he's when you ask what, what is it what, 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 yeah. what would we be doing? Right. Trashing your front lawn. If yeah, those kids might be trashing my front lawn. They might doing. be throwing rocks and bottles at my house. Who knows? Somebody might even be giving away your cats. I was right. gonna say they might be trying to take your black cats, man. That's Where right. You go? Why you gotta go there? Doing so good. Sorry, sorry. Right, just a quick update on that kind of stuff, and then we're going to go to the Australia Did report. They climb up your tree? 
That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting yeah. to hear about you, Tariq. Monica had well, the I awesome saw, video with those cats. I don't know, <laughs> and I don't know I what it was yeah. that I went to Joe's house, but the cats got this big, like, condominium of, of building going on over there now. It's like ah. all kinds of stuff. Got a condo for the cats? Well, it's like one of those cat trees. And there was one that I got for the other cat that was given away. Thanks for bringing that up there, Bobby, by my dementia neighbor. Um, but for the best, right? Like, who knows what's good or bad? If I had kept that cat, then how would I have all these cats? And then I would have right. another cat. Like, like, I think the cosmos recognized that I needed to be there for these guys. And so that cat just uh, said thank you and moved on. But... Yeah, I got I, I got a second uh, cat perch so that they all have some place to hang out. Whereas the other one, there was only a spot for like one to hang out. Now they all got some place to sit in an elevated deal. Cats are great. They are uh, awesome. They are full size cats now. Like I, I miss the WFO kitten phase. These are WFO full size cats. And every day <laughs> I look at them like, gosh, full size cats. And they're 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 great, but they're full size cats. Um, they do grow. They, 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 they're not growing anymore. Them, they grow. They've gone from WFO cats to WTF cats. They're huge. <laughs> they are huge. And they love to go outside and love to catch lizards and run around and just do their thing. Um, it's great. Which brings me to the vacuum conversation. The vacuum. Wow. I got so oh, much feedback on the vacuum. vacuum. Back to the vacuum. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, I oh, bought one. Boy. I bought I, <laughs> I bought the shark. I listened to the WFO universe. But you didn't get the docking station. Nice. Cheaped I out. Did, I did not I did cheap out. Well, I thought it was in the box at the one I was getting. I like looked at it. I didn't get the docking station. And now, like five days into it, I don't need the stupid docking station. <laughs> When I, I mean, when I get the self-dumping uh, station, come on. Yeah, no, I so just cool, the garbage how do you can, charge just, it? We plug it in. It's the dump station, the self-dumping thing you didn't get with it. So still but, well, but that's the thing. Um, when I, I also must have one of those little robots that drives around and does its own thing, the yeah. Roomba. Gotta get one of those as well. That's the one that's gonna have its own dock and it's gonna have its own base camp and it's gonna empty itself. And now they make them that mop and they do everything. It's incredible. But there's go 50... around the cat poop. You know. Well, oh, that's boy. a very important. They, they make them now. They do that, Bobby. They like analyze. Mm, oh, poop, go. Yes. <laughs> oh, instead yeah. of smearing it all over right. the floor. <laughs> yeah, the old ones will smear right around, and you got poop everywhere. Right. The but there's fifty thousand different models, and there's fifty thousand different makes. There's one called Narwhal. There's Roomba. There's Yuffie. There's uh, Robotronics. There's, there's like a zillion of them. And apparently Roomba is not the best one. It was the first one, but it's not the best one anymore. You can get a Roomba for 350 bucks and it's got a docking station and it mops and it goes, but it doesn't drive around the poo. You got it. Okay. And that's not really poo. It's because these cats go in a box, but vomit, vomit. That's what it'll drive through. And Paulie, the white guy tells me this story about his daughter at a German shepherd and it had to go and it went and the Roomba just kept driving through and driving through and driving through. And it was everywhere in the Roomba. It was everywhere. Mm. And it was like a little wet. Like, 
to begin with fertilizer in your house this german shepherd had a wild and explosive episode and uh the roomba just tracking all over the place like for days (laughs) until they came back or hours i don't know so here's what i know what do you do after that situation what do you do with the machine throw it away oh my god if it's got because it's all up inside <laughs> it, you know, it's like all the internal. Yeah, I know. Or, I just want to hear you say it, Joe. Yeah, you throw <laughs> it away. So I figured the stick vac I could cheap out because you know, I got the other one. This robot, that's the purchase. That's the one, but they're like nine hundred dollars. There's no way I'm spending nine hundred dollars on a stupid uh, vacuum cleaner. We got project Pontiac stuff to do. Okay. So I'm going to get the cheapest one that will drive around the poo. That's pretty much it. Why well, it doesn't run the poo over, right? That's right. It's, isn't that really the answer? Yeah. You got to have the one that knows to not run over something bad. Everything else, like even the mop. Yeah, no, you can't come home and have poo smeared all over the place. You know? No. And, and even the mopping, you know, like, I don't need that feature, but they all have it. So this has been your vacuum cleaner update on WFO. Thank you to everyone who provided me feedback via email. I got a lot of emails. We could talk about elite. Are they stacking the deck? You get no feedback. Talk about John force. You know, are they taking them out of contact? You get no feedback. You ask which vacuum cleaner is better Dyson or shark. You get 50 emails. That's what people want to talk about. It's crazy. All right. Uh, Matt in Australia, let's get a final thought and, uh, you know, your Australia report. Matt says LG. Matt, you sent me the nice thing about the LG, and I looked into it. The reason I got the stick shark is because I went to Target, and there it was on sale right in front of me. And I was like, well, I could just buy it right now and just have the vacuum or continue this uh, deal. And there's a there's a saying, strike while the iron is hot. So I he was it. victim to the marketing of it being right available right there. Imagine that. Like, you know, like I could just have it right now. I could go home and use it right now. And I could return it tomorrow if it sucks. So far, it doesn't suck. It's pretty good. That's the reason not to keep it back. <laughs> it doesn't suck. Bobby Graham with the witty humor. All right, Matt. That was a good one. I'm gonna try this. Uh, try and work this new platform out because I promised Bobby to show Bobby this. So I'm in a town. I'm turning the camera around. Now, is that working? Matt is outside. Everybody, yeah. with audio yeah. only. Yes, it is working. Nice. Scenic. I'm gonna give you the scenic. We're about two and a half hours south of Sydney in a town called Goldburn, as you guys would say it. Home of uh, our state's uh, biggest supermax jail. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the, all the bad guys are inside too. So it's, it's beautiful, though. I'm on the top of the hill. I was going to say, it sounds windy. The wind is, yeah. the wind is whipping. Matt, oh, okay. you know, some beautiful scenic view. Yeah, get back in the castle. He's this in a castle. Is, uh, no, this is. Uh, hang on, can you see that, Joe? Yes. Yeah, it looks better when I turn around in two seconds. 
But uh, Goulburn was the uh, town where the first ever Australian motorcycle Grand Prix was held as well. Right back in 18, uh, 1920, something. But yeah, this is a war memorial uh, in honour of uh, the First World War. The building was built in, uh, the tower was built in uh, 1924. Wow. Uh, after WW1. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's on top of the Beautiful. hill. Overlook it. Overlook it. That's the like a hundred years ago, man. It is a yeah, hundred years ago. Next it, year on Anzac Day, which is uh, <laughs> which is a pretty important. Uh, well, Australia's most important. Uh, Good, Geo. Thanks. Now I noticed there's no other human beings around you. Did a comet come over there, or what? Like, what happened? Where's all the other humans? It's Australia, mate. Dude, there there's anybody. nobody there, man. There's like 12 people there's in the no... whole country, man. Yeah. We need to move to Australia. We could bring our own vibe down there. We could go down and get yeah. into the get into some stuff. We're ready for you. I don't know. I always, how do I could say they're in the other way? We'd be heroes down there, right? We'd be the guy, the oh. foreigners, but we, like it, we know stuff that we don't know because we're American. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> We know more stuff because we have to because there's no other choice. Right. You've got too many choices over there. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> so true, man. Like how many robots do you need? So many Get choices, Matt. You're right. Okay, Matt's yeah. back in his car. I think I was, uh, Matt, I, I think the audio only people hated it. But I thought it was great. Like I loved oh, seeing that. Cool. Like, we saw a landmark. That's the kind of thing that I drive way out of my way to see stuff like that. Jason Logan and Jason Galvin as well. We go like ghosts to see things like that. And so thank you. World War One Memorial in Australia. Tremendous. Cool. Hey, am I the only one on screen or is it just me? Yeah, you're the only one on screen. I yep. I, I, uh, I gave yeah. you the <laughs> Oh, scared him. I'm using I'm using this yard. I'm using yard uh, stream yard um, app for the first time, and everything's different. So, yeah, oh, I, I understand that. Uh, that was it's been an issue with everybody. Uh, they they changed a lot of different stuff on the Streamyard uh, software, and um, you know, moving backgrounds and stuff. But yeah, no, this Streamyard. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is one of the greatest things that has ever happened, StreamYard. And I know there's a bunch of other ones, um, but I don't know, and uh, you know which one is better. I don't know, but man, the StreamYard—they make it so easy. It's just so easy. It's everything you could possibly want for the most part. Uh, well, it's for me. Uh, I'm on the iPhone, so it's much better. Uh, I can actually see your comments as you're making them, and I don't have to switch between. Um... Nice. Between screens. So it's good. But you know, you mentioned uh, America and, and too many choices. You know, I was uh, thinking the other day, because I, I think about stuff that's not, the, the world is a very difficult place right now. There's all kinds of things going on and everybody has got their own opinions as to what's going on. Um, and, and I really wish that everybody could just, uh, you know, it's so basic, right? Be Just be happy. And and uh, yeah, there's this, this kind of a sour mood with most people. But really, Wow, this country that we live in, uh, and and you guys too, is kind of like a little brother satellite with the general premise of uh, you know freedom and democracy, like those general premises. Uh, like, but it's amazing 
that life is as good as it is. Like, it's incredible. We're streaming TV, anything we want to watch, anything. What do you want to watch? You can watch it. When? Right now. What? You want to watch it? You can watch it right now. How about a song? So I was in the car the other day, and I was thinking of a stupid song. Like, it popped into my head, and I wanted to hear it. And I thought, man, when I was 10 years old, a song would pop into my head, and I would want to hear it. And I couldn't hear it. Like, Maybe my parents had the record or maybe I'd have to wait by the radio or like, and there was a whole bunch of songs that I never, ever heard. And he wanted to hear it and that would just go away because you're not going to hear now. There's nothing that I can't have right freaking now. Uh, I was uh, Friday night. I'm walking through uh, target and then home Depot. I had to do some errands and I was just walking through target and I'm thinking about target like everything you could possibly want i got the grocery store section and then i got this and then i got that and then i'm over there and i'm getting my pet stuff and then i'm getting my vacuum cleaner and then i'm like like this is great like what kind of a person does you know wakes up in the united states of america and goes to target and says this is horrible like oh our lives are terrible this sucks (laughs) Our lives are terrible. You can get and and here's and here's the problem. I think that the the kids, I'm at the baseball field with Geo, and this is like a general theme that I'm having. And I keep hearing this behind, like this. Uh, what is that behind me? Now batting, uh, Ronald Rodriguez, and then a song would come on. Why did it gotta be a spick name, man? A night because yeah. that that was the name. Oh. <laughs> That was the actual kid. I'm giving him credit, right? And I'm like, what the role is ours? Rodriguez, and music comes on like I'm at a stadium, and then the next one is Lenny from Duluth, and and then the song. Or the record that doesn't happen at Gray's age group. Those are like the little kids that the parents are, you know, like that's like the five, six, seven year olds they're playing on. Like no, these kids were not five, man. They were like nine. No, they're like yes, the ones on the other exos. Those were like nine or ten, yes. Then why'd you say five? <laughs> so anyway, because it, look, because when Gray played, that used to happen when they were really little. Like I don't, I've never really like. They got a professional announcer. I think he was on record. He, they recorded him it's and they were playing him on MTV. It's a parent with one of those like speakers, man. I saw him wheeling. Well, it in. he was doing his best strip club DJ yeah. sound because he was like, oh, it's always like a parent with one of those portable like little. No, that's not what wheels. this was. See, you didn't see it. No, like. And I even told you that I heard some kid had Freebird as the walk-up song. And I told you, I've never in all the years that I've been coming to baseball, I've ever heard Freebird as a walk-up song for one of these little leaguers, man. Yeah, I've heard all kinds song? of songs, never Freebird. It was, it was, Freebird? It, this yes, is a, God, it was insight thing. into Geo. He's swearing to God, except <laughs> it wasn't Freebird. It was Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, damn, you're right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, you just swore to God that you were right, and you didn't even have the song right. You didn't even no, have the song right. I didn't say I Freebird. swear to God I'm right. I swear to God that I heard. Freebird. I swear to God. <laughs> Freebird. Except no, it was Sweet Home Alabama. Exactly. Really? Point <laughs> is, point is, Little League baseball kids getting announced as they walk to the plate. Uh, just everything you could want. Everything you could want is available and it's available now. And we got people that are just in the constant state of complaining, constantly complaining about every issue. They're constantly complaining 
about everything. First world problems, man. That's the thing, man. First world problems, man. Come on. Yeah, but but like historically speaking, what is the greatest time ever? Now, right now, yes, obviously. But but, but yeah. you are the only one that thinks that. Most people that I see interviewed on television and out there in the world, they got some sort of beef, man. They're very upset about like things that are happening. Like yeah. it's not good for good enough. It I gotta tell to be you, in my old age and 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 uh, mild depression, I've come to the realization that. The, the real problem is people have forgotten what it's like to be kids. That's really the problem in the world with everything. People have forgotten what it's like to be kids. All right? And Not that's me. it. If we can all channel our inner child, I think the world would be a much better place. Yeah. Well, I guess so. How about that? There's your words of wisdom. I got nothing left. I'm out of here, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> good, job. good job. All right, Matt. Give us a final thought from Matt in Australia. Uh, just for, uh, I don't know if you guys say it, but yeah, McDonald's is Macca's down here. If you want to talk up uh, Target when you go to buy some sort of cheaper clothes from Target in Australia, it's called Target. Uh, well, we call it Target. We also too. call it Target. Yeah, Target yeah. is a world. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 It's still Target? All right. Yes. Target, Target. Yeah. Yes. First time I ever heard of Target, I didn't know Target was a thing until I saw this movie with Jennifer Connelly called Career Opportunities. Well, Jennifer Connelly and, uh, and, and Guy and the guy from Pulp Fiction, uh, look at the big brain on uh, Brad or whatever, um, they get trapped in the Target store overnight and uh, some criminals come in and try to rob the store and they, you know, they thwart them. But really, it's all about Jennifer Connelly riding on one of those dime store horses that just kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, kids, you could have to ride on the dime store horse for excitement. That's what we did for fun. You drop in a quarter and it just goes. Yeah, that was fun. You couldn't wait. You were like, all right. Here we go. It was great. So what's wrong with the world? Is that the That's, one where he's like the st manager of the store and she stays in there trapped after after it closes or something? Something like I, that. There's another one like that, but yeah, yeah. I believe it's a John Hughes too. I believe it's. By the way, that, that that's Frank Whaley, man. That's the guy from Swimming with Sharks. Very, very the top five of my all time movie list. Oh man, Swimming with Sharks. That's messed up, but yes. <laughs> I remember we must, got to the end. Let's watch, man. If you haven't seen Swimming with Sharks, go download it now wherever you can. Yeah, stream that one. All right, we got a bunch of people on here. Let's do our final thoughts. Final thought, Matt in Australia. Uh, so Australia report. There's not much to report. The only news that got uh, dumped this week was uh, Paul Tracy of uh, IndyCar fame is coming to uh, Australia in February to race in the uh, Bathurst 12-hour endurance race. Nice. In a, G in a GT car. Cool. With uh, the son of one of the uh, major team owners down here. Excellent. About, right. That's about all that's uh, exciting that's happening down under. We're coming into Christmas. All we're thinking about is Christmas. I hey, love Christmas. Bobby. I love Christmas. <laughs> I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> no, no. I was just hoping for something. And that, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for the Australia Report. Not a lot happening uh, that I've noticed, and I've been that busy. It's been crazy. Um, and just to uh, circle back, you guys having too much choice, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's in a good way. It's, uh, I remember last century, it, 
when I used to water ski race, uh, some of the American teams had come out of here and they wouldn't believe the, the horsepower and the and the uh, speed we were getting out of the boats with parts that were five, ten years old that they they weren't using anymore. Um, and the reason we were getting that sort of performance out of them is we had no other choices. Um, getting parts from America used to be a used to be a very a difficult thing. Not like today where you can uh, order it today and get it 48 hours later. So um, just out of necessity, there's, uh, we've had to innovate down here, I guess is the best way to put it. And the New Zealanders even more so. Necessity and is the mother of invention. That's it. You yeah. can you can use that. That's Some of the best. Thanks. One of yours, original, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. It's Joeism. <laughs> and so... Uh, I even go a step further. The New Zealand is the engineering that comes out of uh, out of New Zealand, which is a, a small country, only four million people in total. Um, some pretty amazing and innovative people in New Zealand. And that pains me to say that as an Australian, but it's yeah, like, no, for well, for their population, they <laughs> yeah, uh, are doing pretty well in the world. Complimenting the Kiwis down there, bro. Uh, man. Are you all right, Matt? Are you coming? He's in the holiday the spirit. That's what it is. <laughs> Christmas spirit, sir. Oh, oh hey. Oh, that's some right. I missed that. I'm sorry. Anyway, I was late for that one. It was some kind of spirit. We know. Give me credit where credit is due. It's very spirit. WFO. Even people that, you know, uh, you still, you got to give respect. You know, real, no real. Indeed. Yeah. That's um, another one of mine, by the way. I just came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good job, Matt. Good job. Okay. Dragster Jeff. You've been on, you've been off, you're back on. What do you got? Yeah, I had to, sorry, I had to run. Uh, Miss Laura and Krista called me and said the meatloaf was ready with the mashers and the peas and the salad, and I had to go eat because I worked my way through lunch. <laughs> so I, I went and ate. Nice. <clears throat> anyway, we are uh, haven't been on in a while. We've been getting a bunch done around the bedrock shop. We've got Krista's car pickled and put away. Uh, the engine builder doesn't want to see the engine. Uh, this year, we only got about 150 passes on it, so it's gonna it's gonna stay in the chassis, and we'll just wait till spring and go try to win us another championship next year. Um, the Wonder Wagon's good to go. Uh, we're getting a new set of tires for that. Um, got the Christmas lights up here at the Bedrock Camp. We have the House of Green Lights. Uh, red lights are bad, so all green lights at my house. I like that. Uh, let's see, what do we got? Okay, we're going uh, Friday, Saturday on the 9th. We're going to uh, Famoso for the Red List group. I've got a kid that's been helping us with the dragsters uh, the last uh, six or eight months. He's just turned 16, and he's really interested, and he, he's smart and uh, mechanically inclined. And his father has a, an, an Audi A6 that runs 11s. So we're going to go out to the drags with, uh, with those guys. Um, what else we got? Oh, we fired up the dragster last week, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And uh, so my NE2 car is ready to go for the March meet. We're going to we're gonna put a little paint on it, try to clean it up, make it look good, and go win us another March meet. Um, let's see. GL, props to you, man, for the, for the baseball stuff. I coached baseball for, for my stepson for six years and then a nephew for five years. And then another stepson for four years. 
I'm I was I'm baseballed out, and <laughs> but it's a, it's 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 a it's a comedy of errors sometimes, and it's so much fun, and it's so good for the kids, and and uh, I, I I love that you're doing that. It's great. Um, oh, yeah. Comedy of errors, is right? Walks and errors is how they lose every game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do they have a mercy rule in your league? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it varies by by the inning and by the runs and and what the different tournaments. But yeah, it could be anywhere from eight eight innings, to, uh, from eight runs to twelve runs, depending on what point of the game you're in. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I, I got a, I got a little piece of advice for all you racers out there that are listening on audio only. That remember the NHRA is looking out for your safety, and they made some rule changes. Any car that goes over 150 miles an hour is required to have a head and neck device and a skirted helmet or a head sock when you drive the car. And that hasn't been the case in the past, but starting January 2024, that will be the case. So uh, uh, shop for Christmas accordingly for your driver. I, I heard so much uh, uh, one day, you know, speaking of the way people react uh, to things. Um, man, you thought that they had put in a rule that was onerous and terrible. And these people were like really complaining about just how terrible it was. And I was like, what is, what is the rule? Right. And so I started the comments and I figured it out that it was a, a head and neck restraint device. Yeah, you, can't, you can't use a donut anymore. If you go less, if you go 150, Big yeah. deal. How right. Big, well, your, exactly. How much is your head worth? You know. Exactly. Really? Yep. Is, you got it. Like, Greg, let's be honest. It's not really your you head. Are, it's you are. You are spot on, buddy. <laughs> and yeah. yet, all about safety. And yet, all of you guys are like so. Uh, yeah, of course. There was a lot of people oh, that yeah. were reacting in such a way that it, it's what I always say about making rules. If oh, wearing a helmet, be safe. If wearing a helmet was not mandatory, there would be people that we know that would not be wearing helmets. Like one day, one day they should say, you know what? We're going to waive the helmet rule today just to see who the people are that will go to the starting line without a helmet. Which and we could all wager. Yeah. We could all wager on who they are. But yes, we lose. I know, I know we lost a pro stock driver a few years back, and I won't mention his name, but he was uh, testing and didn't have his seatbelts on and had a problem in the car and uh, ended up yep. losing his life. So they, they put those safety rules in place for a reason, and, and uh, everybody's required to make sure that you're required to make sure your car is safe. And uh, we do the best we can, you know, with what we got. <laughs> yes. No, within the, keep, within keep, the keep, rules, they need to keep going on safety. 150 is fast. It's so fast. Zooming, yeah. I heard some guys. Some guys are whining like super pro guys, right? They got a car that'll run a buck seventy out the back, but they're only running eighth mile in super pro. So, do they have to wear them if they're only going eighth mile? Are they going 150? Well, they can on a quarter mile track. They can on a quarter. On an eighth mile. So you now they go 142. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> You know, oh. but they're only running but, eighth mile. Why? So, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't? I mean, yes, exactly. Right. How much is your head worth? You have this like, piece like of one, Unfortunately, one wrong uh, whip. The Aussie, the Aussie crash test dummy is here to say that uh, my little incident. I I got out of that with a bruise on my elbow, and that was it. That was it. No headache. No headaches. No. 
no neck Nothing. injuries. No, no, no neck injuries. And I, after recalling the accident as it's gone through my head a million times, uh, I remember my head getting pulled back by the by the restraint. Yep. Feeling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feeling it. Which and, which brand of restraint were you using, Matt? Uh, I had the Simpson one that that straps to your body. Okay, yeah. Uh, hybrid, hybrid yeah. sports, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, Krista uses uh, the next gen, and I think that's right. what I'm going to order. Dave, uh, Jeff, uh, Dave uses the next gen. He converted to that about a year ago, and he takes that from car to car. He goes in and out, in and out of the dragster, the roadster, and even the uh, even the Camaro, so yep. the '68. So. Good. Um, he, he leaves it on, to be honest. He doesn't even need to, you know, it, it's the only time he disconnects it is, like, takes it off the helmet is when he's putting it away or he's been showing it to some people. Oh, so, you can just take it off and uh, pull it Takes it, it off and, neck. yeah, yep. So we, we've had so a lot go? of good Does he wear good, a head good sock yet? Uh, he has the one that's uh, in the helmet. So you can the get the helmet skirt. Helmet. If, yeah, if you have a, a Simpson, they put the one that's inside the helmet. Uh, I think the other ones have the ones that, that uh, will actually Velcro to the outside. But to be honest, since he's gone to the, he's had the helmet skirt for a long time because he had a head and neck. Um, he had one previously and because uh, we had the port in seat and um, he was he actually is really happy with it because when you're in the roadster or the dragster and, you know, back in the day, you'd have a cleanup and all of a sudden you're driving over the rice all ash and it would come up. Well, with the with the head sock or the uh, helmet skirt on, it doesn't come up into his helmet. Yeah. So it actually keeps all of that excess debris from blowing up, you know, yep. into his face. So yeah, highly Very, recommend yep. it. Yep, highly recommend it. Everybody uh, shop for your driver accordingly. <laughs> there you go. Good advice. Anyway, and Good job. That's yeah. all I got. If you get a chance and you're eligible, uh, go get blood. You can be a hero in your community. Um, one pint of blood. Only takes about 10, 15, 20 minutes uh, to donate, and you can save up to three lives with that one pint. And you get snacks, so it's a good deal. Nice. Awesome. And Jeff, you know, I was going through some stuff uh, yesterday, and I had the is Isky sign that you sent me, uh, and, and uh, it's just like my dad was just talking about Iskandarian. And so, uh, with your permission, I am going to give the autographed Isky one hundred and one sign to my dad for oh, him cool. because he was talking about how you know he he just went on this rant about ed iskandarian how he wished he had a sticker because wow. i was like oh man and then i came home that night and i found the sign and i was like dude i'm gonna i'm gonna forward this energy along and cool. so I, i've got i've got some extra cam father stickers i'll send i'll send oh, some away i was like dad we never had a isky cam and he's like no it's not about that i just want to rep this guy he's amazing um, and at the good. finals, that was our biggest moment when we said uh, Ed Iskandarian at 101 years old or well, whatever. Uh, it was yeah, 102 the biggest, now. 102, biggest veteran moment uh, that we had. All right, good job, Dragster Jeff. Uh, Bobby Graham, Bah Humbug, what do you got? Well, parts of words of wisdom. Go along with Jeff. Shop for your drivers. I don't know if I have the same problem that I've been having around here. It's getting cooler. And we, at this time of year, tend to have a rodent problem, and they get in your cars. So go shopping for the driver of your cars and get them something that will keep the rats from eating all your wires, your heater hoses, 
and wiring harnesses and try to keep them from messing up their car. So that's like my what? Like a bunch of cats? It's like what do you get a family yeah. of cats? Like what do you no, get? I had a friend tried I had a friend of mine tried driving with a bunch of cats under the hood of his car. It didn't work out too good. Oh uh, no. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oops. And he didn't realize until he was 30 miles down the road. A couple of them oh. jumped out. A couple of them actually made it. But uh no I they make a little uh, ultrasonic deal that you can put on your car. It's a little 12 volt unit that they don't like the frequency and you can get uh, certain mint uh, smells that they don't like, but you can spray your car down with that. I'm, I'm going to try them. I'm still waiting to see, and I will take recommendations for that too. If so what's amazing is all these Bobby Graham words of wisdom are stuff that happened to Bobby. So you had a rat eat your uh, uh, heater hose. Oh, this is this has been all my life. Yeah, it ate almost the whole, uh, a complete hole in the hose. It done gone through the strings, and it you could push it with your finger, just about ready to pop. And this wow. is on a, a 2020 car. It's not that old, so. Uh, Scott's yeah, out really there. Did. Scott says, uh, Bob Humbug, uh, LOL, Alberta is rat-free, believe it or not. <laughs> Which is what well down here. <laughs> is there any place that's rat-free? I don't we know. We get the big ones. But, uh, no, but it, rodents and stuff like that get give us trouble come uh, toward wintertime. They hunt for someplace warm, and they'll get up in your car. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, Vermin, you got you to gotta get rid of it. I, uh, I had the same thing down here, Bobby, when I was uh, an apprentice mechanic and I'd, uh, I was working a Toyota car dealership. I'd finished the service the day before on this Toyota Supra, beautiful car, bit of a little rocket ship back in the, back in the nineties, turbocharged six cylinder. And the customer come back the next day, going off his brain, abusing the service manager. The car had a misfire. So we brought it into the workshop, pop, pop the uh, hood, and uh, there's a eight-inch long rat on number two spark plug lead. No. Oh. Is he they will do it. Oh. My mom was, uh, called me one time. Uh, in, underneath in her uh, hood on her Cadillac, it just it was a, just a hole, like a tunnel. They ate all the wires out of a complete hole on his oh. caddy. I had to rewire the whole thing. Well, this guy hopped in his car in the morning, started it up straight away, misfire, and uh, made it all the way back to the dealership for us to pop the hood. And there this rat was, uh, spread eagle on number two spark plug lead. Yikes. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll, That'll do, do it. it. He got zapped. Well, that's... Uh... <laughs> it's very interesting. Volts. Yeah, well, no, that'll that'll get you. If you, if you ever, uh, but they love, uh, they love the rubber... For some reason, the rubber uh, yes. material, yeah, and plastic, so, plastics, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know what it is. So the other night Nobody I go out that. and I, I see all these cats and they're all like, uh, you know, they're looking out the window and I was like, what's going on outside there, guys? And so I look out the window and I see Mama Cat who goes out for the night is fighting something. Mama Cat is in a battle. This is like the battle at Kruger, right? Like this is nature stuff, and uh, Mama Cat is battling some sort of something. And then I realized it's, you know, this is over in the, like a flower bed, right? And she's battling a rat. And so she's fighting. It's like, oh, man, so me and the babies are like, you know, go, mama. And uh, <laughs> and so 
you know, she had the cat, the, the rat, like mostly killed, but not quite. It was like 80% dead, but then she noticed us. And so she's like, oh, you guys are watching. Oh, and she got distracted. And so I fully expected the rat to like make a move on her. And so I was like, you know, you know kill it. And then we went away and then came out like half hour later and there was dead rat. And I threw it away. But uh, it was very interesting seeing the, you know, the cat do its job, earn its keep, if you will. Well, good job, Bobby. Don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stay away from the rats. Well, excellent. Yeah. Excellent work. That's it. And I see uh, Olsen is on there. Let's bring on the Trailblazer just to find out what uh, he's got going on. What's up, Eric? How much? Uh, update on uh, my niece Hadley. She went in for her first appointment for her prosthetic today. So <clears throat> that's right. great. That's great. That's great. This is her like uh, super model by the uh, couple weeks or so, I think. So. Awesome. You know, I, I that's just a tough, uh, tough deal. I'm glad it's, you know, progressing. Yeah, it's going, going, going well. So getting ready for the uh, Pineapple Express here soon. It's uh, coming offshore. So, and you get like four inches of rain tomorrow and Wednesday. Oh. So, oh, man. Oh. I thought you were talking about something else. I thought you were too. That's sorry. what they call it. Uh, it comes off Hawaii and it just keeps uh, coming up towards the Northwest. Well, <clears throat> is there a movie called Pineapple Express? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Something else. Yeah, yeah. something else. It's different. Something, yeah. Different, but the same. Interesting. All right. Well, good job. Awesome trailblazers out there trailblazing. Good job. Keep it going. All right. WFO. Right. There we go. WFO. All right. And I think we're out of material. Anything else uh, that we did not get to? Sue Morris, what do you got? We we talked PRI. You're going. I'm going. We're going. We're going to yeah, eat. Hope, we're going to enjoy. We have some WFO meetups while we're there. And, you know, 100%. Yeah. Eat, drink, uh, and be we'll, merry. We will be drinking and being merry. That's for sure at nighttime. And who knows where we'll run into each other. And uh, Where are you guys staying? The Westin. Uh, the Westin. You're back over at uh, JW. JW, yeah. yeah. Have fun with that, and that's something we won't swing by. But <laughs> you know, where is the place to say? It's a lively bar scene. It's down a there. lively bar scene, and if you like having to go like this and push your way through, and you know, maybe you'll get a drink thirty minutes later. It's a lively bar it's scene down great. there. You're gonna, yeah. not going to make West Bucks party. I I, uh, I went to that a couple of times. Uh, Flying Ryan is coming on tomorrow. El Bandito is like the official vodka <laughs> there. Um, but that atmosphere, I, I went through that club a couple of times, and it's just it's, it's what Sue just described. It's the same right. same deal. Um, and so it all depends. I never say never to anything. Like it all depends. Um, Good deal. Sounds like a yeah no to me. Yeah no. It's well, but it's it's a it's a also kind of a late night thing. We have other late night things that we'll be doing. So it yeah, all no, it all depends. It all depends. You know. Here, I have, I have a question about E Part Trade, Joe. Where where yes. can we find those videos? I had that I can't find them on the YouTube anywhere. Is it only on the website for E Part Trade? Who knows? <laughs> 
<laughs> that was that was not the answer I was expecting. That was the question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was told you can find it anywhere if you want to watch it. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> so, well, but but really though, I don't know. I want yeah. everybody to see the Tony Stewart interview. I want everybody to see all these amazing things that went down. This was crazy. It was, uh, it was, uh, you know, Force and Robert and Austin and Hartford and just some really good Doug Coletta again, as if the Doug Coletta interview that we did on WFO couldn't be duplicated. Oh, it was, and it was even better. It was amazing. Just so many great interviews. It was just, uh, tremendous. I interviewed a guy named, uh, Rody Basso, this guy, he has started a electric boat racing series called E1, and it's going to start this year. And Rafa, uh, is it? Yeah, Rafa Nadal is an owner. Tom Brady is an owner. Like they got all these like super famous uh, celebrity owners of these boats coming in, and it's all electric. And these boats, like are like airfoils they're like flying over the water it's amazing this guy worked for uh adrian newey he worked with michael schumacher at ferrari like this guy is like uh he's got the resume uh the most amazing resume yeah. in the world so i interviewed him about his boat series they're f they're full-size boats joe they're not full well defined full size they look like they're 20 feet long maybe yeah 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 yeah. They're not remote. They're not remote control. No, and the, the series is uh, it, there's like twelve teams, and each team has two drivers, one man and one woman. Every team is a is a mixed gender uh, team. Like Tom, the F one off the F one off road guys have a deal that does that does that one one man one woman driver all electric. So it's car. kind of a, a combo of that, and they they do like a uh, a monster truck style course where you're over on your side and I'm over on my side and we're both going and it's kind of like a mirror image of uh, each other and they do the best time and they do single elimination. And these things look really fast. Uh, it's called E1. And if you want to look it up, they, well, they got a couple of really slick videos. The real positive of that as well, Joe, is when they catch on fire, there's plenty of water, right? They're in the water, right. Yeah. And they just sink. <laughs> we just had, we just had down here, I think I sent it to Bobby. We just had a uh, down in Melbourne. It stopped. It closed the freeway for a whole morning. Uh, one of the companies down here that uh, carts concrete. Yep. Uh, decided to go to electric trucks, and boy, did that thing burn! Wow. Oh. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's the issue. So uh, a friend of mine was just asking me about his wife wants an electric uh, water uh, pressure washer. Right, like a pressure washer, and mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't get by the. So what? You plug it in? He's like, yeah, you plug it in, and you're running water, pressurized water through this electric thing that you're plugging in. And he's like, yeah. It's like ah, I'm just yeah. kind of against my uh, DNA a little bit. I I don't feel comfortable. Well, Bobby they have the battery ones, like the, like like the electric ones that run on battery, not that you keep them plugged into like the outlet. Not a pressure washer. Yeah, I think I, I saw one. Really? Yeah, a pressure like, washer? Like, I don't think there's a battery like that's got that much juice that's going to, like, how long is it going to last? Oh, yeah, batteries and water. water would get, I, would, I would get the gas-operated one, but, you know, like. I'm, I'm all about the combustion engine. Thank you very much for my pressure I'm washer. I'm for burning fossil fuels. 
So I just got this vacuum and it's battery and it's so much better than plugging into the wall. But I got a friend who owns a small engine repair shop and he was complaining the other day about everything turning electric. And I was like, dude, that's not going to happen anytime soon. You know, it's happening now. When was the last time you were in a Home Depot? And so I went down the aisle in Home Depot and I was quite stunned to see that every weed eater, you know, like a weed whacker, does everybody call it the same thing? Weed whacker, weed eater, you know, the thing that kills weed. They were all, they were all battery. They were all battery power. Like, I I don't know when that happened, but all the weed whackers are battery powered. And I got to thinking about it. And, you know, when we're dealing with a mixed fuel situation, if the battery thing works, then let's go with the battery thing. When we're talking about trucking concrete down the road, let's use the gasoline or diesel. I think there's a, a there's a, a market and a place for that stuff. And I don't know if it's, um, you know, these boats were pretty slick. So I'm okay with it. It's an outboard engine designed by Mercury. And so, they, you know, they, I'm sure they're going to be fine. Or maybe not, right? And, you know, gasoline stuff catches on fire, too. Every once in a while, you see a car going, going up. Um, but what I don't happened? know. Every time there's a t- there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. And I don't know if plugging in my pressure washer is something I want to do. Uh, there's something really wrong with that. I just feel like light up my life and then go dark. Right. <laughs> it just it just seems gas powered lawn equipment is going to be outlawed in California for sale. Well, that's what brought up his conversation. Um, Miami Beach did that as well. They outlawed it. But what they said was, I went, I went and read it, and they say that for every, uh, you know, who who knows this, but considerable amount of gas gets spilled into the ground because people who don't know what they're doing, doing their own lawn equipment, and again. <laughs> That's an excuse, not a reason. My neighbor's a real tech guy. He's got a he's got a battery lawnmower. He's got a battery weed whacker, as you guys call it. We call it a whippersnipper. Oh, and uh, like whippersnipper. 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 Yeah. And about once a month, he he brings me a couple of beers and asks me to mow his lawn so it's done properly. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just a couple of beers with your gas mower with my Honda four stroke. Gas yeah. Mower, yeah. Uh, a couple of beers before <laughs> Sue. Okay. Several beers, several beers later. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. I get it. That's good. You can't have too many before you do it. It's my neighbor. It's got to look good. He lives next door to me, right? The landscaping is pretty big in South Florida, being that you have to mow the lawn year round. And I've yet to see one of these long guys with electric equipment. No, you can't. You can't do a commercial. That's exactly the point right there. A commercial lawn guy, which is my friend's business. Okay, you you've mowed one lawn now. What what are you gonna do? You're gonna you recharge for five hours? No, man. Go go to the next lawn. Go home and recharge the battery. It doesn't. It doesn't work. If you have a small yard, that's like a postage stamp and you, you know, you don't want to pay the guy. And so you, uh, you get, I'm sure it's fine for that guy. I'm sure it's fine. It all depends on the situation. 
You Look, never I'm cut not, my yardwood one. I'm not Bobby Graham, but I can't use the electric. You could never, Gio. You would not be able to get through your yard in one charge. No way. I would probably get through my yard in one charge, but that that like I. I I don't know when it was that I was asking about the lawnmowers, but I feel like it was at least 10 years ago that I bought my lawnmower and it was like, you know, which one do I get? And so I ended up getting the Honda and the thing is still going, man. I just pour some gas in it and I keep on going and it goes forever and I'm mowing forever. Like there's no battery, nothing that's going to last that long and keep on going. And so what? I got to buy a $400 mower every like three and a half years. That's the big test with this vacuum. The Kenmore lasted 20 years, actually 25. Let's see how long this one lasts. I don't know what the conversion is from gas to electricity, but it I have to go fill up 250. Uh, it, it usually takes me 10, 10 gallons of gas to cut my yard. So <laughs> that's between the mower and the weed eater. So I don't know what that's equivalent to in batteries. Yeah, it's called uh, not. There's no way. You need you need like a Tesla battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but again, uh, you know, you guys uh, you guys like electricity. You're all in your houses with your fancy lights. So let's not uh, crap on old uh, Thomas Edison and act like he didn't invent no something super great. Yeah, you guys I are all like crapping on electricity. Engine. I didn't say. He was You guys should shut your lights off, man. Look here. But we don't want to use that electrical equipment for our yard work and for our power I don't see you switching back to your oil lamps. I'm doing my shop. If you want to use oil and gas, there's a way you could get one of those propane torches out there and get yourself a little fire going. I don't know, Bobby. Did we see one at Rodax? I think he we did. Yeah, he had a bunch I of them. I'm in my shop. I don't... He had a bunch. Well, it's good to have them just in case. But there's a place and a time for every technology. And it all depends on what you know, where you are, what you live, what you do, what you're trying to accomplish, how much you want to spend, what's easy for you to get. Uh, you know, can you, do you have a gas station nearby? You have to go super far. All of these things come into play. But yeah, apparently it's coming on with the small engines, like uh, Dragster Jeff just said. Coming on in a lot of places. So we'll see. All right, guys. That's it. I'm done. Adam, <laughs> talk, to your people, talk to your people at EPAR Trade, Joe, and find those videos. So I yeah, think you, a, a good place off. to start is epartrade.com. And they have um, the webinars there. And we did they did five days of compiling now i don't know if they just post the full day or i do know that they eventually break out the interviews and like share them independently of uh of the rest and so just uh if you registered on epartrade.com i think you're gonna have access to uh other areas and you'll be able to go and watch it but really it was some of the best stuff that's ever happened ever so there you go <laughs> you think they youtube it you you think would you they think, think it'd be good yeah. for their brand, to be honest. I think it yeah. is. I think it is on YouTube. I think the whole day was on YouTube. It was yeah, on really? Speed Sport. It. it was simulcasting on Racer Magazine, on Speed Sport. They were simulcasting in like 50 different places. Well, Jeff said he couldn't find it on, on the tube. Yeah. Who knows? That's, That's just hearsay. 
Have you tried it yourself? Oh, it's hearsay. Yeah, it is oh, hearsay. I was hoping one of, <laughs> hoping one of you find <laughs> find people. Uh, hoping one of you find people that are sitting in your homes could uh, do it while we're sitting here, but that's okay. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. All right, I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do right now. Instead of giving a. I was too busy looking at the trader for career opportunities. How to trade part time. E trade. E part trade.com. E part trade.com. Some of the greatest stuff ever. All right, guys, that's it. I'm sure if you toggle around there long enough, you'll find it. You're definitely going to find it. I'll tweet it out. I'll find it. I'll tweet it out. We're going to be on. I'm going to be in a car for a while tomorrow. So I'll uh, I'll look forward to it. Good job. Sue, safe travels. Thank you, know, you so man. much. WFO producers are on the Later, Dragster the Jeff. Top. There it is. Dragster Jeff is WFO, out. WFO, everyone. Have a great one. Bobby week. Graham is out. WFO, WFO everybody. Guys. Matt in Australia is out. Sue, safe travels. You and Dave, I'll see you on Wednesday. See you Wednesday. I land at like 5 o'clock, so I'll see you probably Thursday morning or something like that. You're going to get thirsty. We'll see you somewhere. Ah, there you go. You're right. You're definitely <laughs> right. Later, Sue. <laughs> Morris and Giovanni, did you have a final thought for these people? You want to review WFR, the career opportunities we'll trailer? No, that's it. Yeah, I did. I saw it actually. Yeah, it's definitely the one at the Target where he's working. He's not the manager or anything, but he gets locked up in there overnight, and he finds uh, Jennifer Conley in there. And I do recall the the horse. They there's a quick brief uh, moment of her on the on the horse. <laughs> on the <marriage laughs> oh, the things dreams are made of. Uh, Jennifer oh, Connolly riding that horse. Are you kidding? 1991. Yeah. Look, man, we were pretty old back then. That, that's already 18. 18. Yeah. Woo, I, perfect. I, time. I think we're right around the same age as Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, I believe we are. Yeah. Those and are she's so much better looking than us. <laughs> yes, she is. She is <laughs> still a good looking gal. All right, there he goes, Giovanni in Miami. And that brings us to the conclusion of the show. Guys, this is the Ignition Show, and it's so amazing to be able to get together with these people from around the world and just hash out various topics, like the NASCAR media deal and the PRI trade show. And these conversations cannot happen without, like Marvin Rodak, for instance, and his coffee company, 817-924-6821. Go to the website, go to WFO Radio and just click on it and, and give him a call. Foggett, Gary Stinnett, supporting WFO Radio with his Foggett brand. It's Amazon Choice. Next time you're on Amazon, type in F-O-G-G-I-T and get yourself a can for right around the house. I told you my story with my dad's uh, dually. Like, oh, my God, there's rust. What can I do? And I've I blunted the rust for, for now. Um, if you have a high-performance racing engine, then you definitely need a can of Foggett. Of course, Frank Hawley's drag racing school. This is one like you're driving a dragster. This is a big deal driving a dragster, Um, but it makes a great gift. Megan says WFO besties, safe travels and have a good week. You too, Megan. Thank you so much. Go to frankhawley.com to find out more information. Uh, Really great to have Frank and Lana Hawley on with WFO Patreons. If you want to join this uh, merry bunch of uh, degenerates, that's fine too. Patreon.com slash WFO radio. And you sign up for a year and I send you a free T-shirt. I mean, you'll get it eventually. That's kind of the way it is. It's like an inside joke. Everybody laughs, you know, like, ha ha, it takes Joe a long time to send us our stuff. Ha ha ha, but it's okay. That's kind of the running joke that everybody says. Like, it's okay. It's no big deal. We totally get it. It'll get here eventually. It's great how that's become a thing. Um, Patreon.com slash WFO Radio. The folks at Samtech, big supporters, Bernie Speed Shop, Ocala, Florida. Go to the website. Check out what they got. 
They're buying, they're selling. If you've got a classic car that you want to sell, call Bernie's. B-U-R-N-Y-Z-Z.com. Phillips Connect. Smart trailer technology for over-the-road transportation industry folks. Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. Booth 1525. I will be there Thursday morning from Jump. And I think we're going to have Greg Anderson like right off the bat. So if you want to see Greg, he'll be at Total Seal Booth 1525, like 930 Thursday uh, morning. So it's going to be great stuff. And uh, and of course, FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. How about Paul Lee? Got Johnny Lindbergh. Johnny Lindbergh. Johnny. And John Medlin. John and Johnny teaming up. And that's kind of an interesting story. Medlin was going to cruise and there was a big press release. And it's like John Medlin and Jason Bunker are going to cruise Pentagon. And Paul Lee's like, eh. And now John Medlin is uh, back with Paul and Johnny Lindbergh. And I think that's very interesting and intriguing and good for Paul. You know, Paul, uh, like I, I feel badly. I want, I want everybody to do great and have a great situation, but Paul finally gets things going. And uh, you know, Jason Bunker wants to run for a championship. Anyway, the bottom line is FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. And uh, that brings us to the exciting conclusion of the show. And I'm running off two computers. I think the new computer has totally worked. I guess we'll find out tomorrow is the real deal. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Remember, this is a podcast. And so writing a review and giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts, it helps. The WFO mobile app, great thing to get. Like Everybody's got to download that StreamYard app now. Well, might as well download the WFO app. How about the Video Monday Motivation? That would throw everybody for a loop. Yeah. Now another thing I got to get dressed for. Oh, well. I mean, I guess I don't, but you guys aren't paying that much. Giovanni Miami, Mr. Baseball is out there. Sue Morris is going to be out there. PRI, the Fuel Factory booth, 4425. Get over there and see Dave and Sue. Oh, yeah, you know I'm going to be doing my Project Pontiac searching. There's going to be a couple of things that I need from Project Pontiac. I got a couple of ideas of people I want to talk to and see. I can tell you that the folks at Edelbrock have already jumped on and got a set of cylinder heads. And we are not that far away. What I got to figure out is I got to figure out how to get in these races. So stay tuned for a little more Project Pontiac talk. We got Alan Reinhardt, 1 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. Flying Ryan Ayler, Lenny Lodig scheduled to join. But you just never know. You never know exactly what is going to uh, pop up on WFO. Like, for instance, all these banners that are popping up that I have no control over. And that's all I got. Have yourself a great week. If you did not hear Doug Coletta yet, go back and check that out. It was a great interview. All right, guys, have yourself a great week. And we'll see you at PRI. WFO. WFO! This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.